0: I'm Jeremy Greer There'll be peace when you are done I'm Chris Mosher Lay your weary head to rest This is Major Tom Don't you cry no more This is Monster of the Week, a creepy but necessary podcast based on a TV show, Supernatural. Um, and we have done that about four times now, so if you guys wonder how we suffer to bring you this podcast every week, it's, it's by having to repeat ourselves in the intro like four times because we are children. <laughs> how are you, Chris? I'm awesome, Jeremy. How are awesome. you? I'm awesome. I'm very good. I'm doing very well. We've got uh, three more excellent episodes on the slate, which I'm very excited about. Um, Hell yeah. Introduction of, to what I would call a fan favorite character. You th- think you'd go with me on that? Yeah. I don't know who you're talking about, but yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and the uh, chick w- from heart, right? Yes. The chick from heart who, um, <laughs> spoiler alert. We have a very graphic sex scene that we're going to be breaking down frame by frame. Yeah, so it's like if, a minute long. If you're, it's uh, yeah. If you're looking at your podcast timer right now and you see like a five hour podcast, it's because we're going to get heavy into them deets. we got to yeah. talk about, Everything that Sam does, because there's a, lot of, it, you know, there's a why, lot of positions. There's a lot of positions. There's a lot of positions.
1: There's a lot of face
0: involved. And there's a lot of face. There's a lot of Sam face. Which, oh man, his poor wife. If that's actually his, um, his O face, right? <laughs> like right. <oof. laughs> Oof.
1: Okay, so <laughs> why don't you hit us with that road so far, Jeremy? Yeah,
0: so previously on uh, <clears throat> the road so far, demons have killed the Winchester mom, gotten away with it, killed the Winchester dad, also got away with it, and now they're after their brothers. They're using everything they can demon germs, vampire hunters, even angels. It's crayon fleek. Thank you, Stephen, by the way, for riding our road so far. We appreciate that. Sounds so young and hip. Crayon, I mean, crayon fleek, that's not something that I could have ever come up with because I'm old. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> okay
1: um do we want to get into uh into this first episode
0: let's uh real quick let's 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 do a special shout out to one of our, our i guess we finally have our first super fan um, <laughs> yeah, yeah it's not just me it's not just you <laughs> it's all of us um we had a fan uh we're gonna call her at wrench witch or wrench underscore witch on twitter um i've known her for a f- God, a few months now, um, I've met her on the Duck Feed Network, and she did an episode of Don't Give Up Skeleton, my Dark Souls podcast with me, and she's a really, really cool person. She sent us, like, fan mail, like, actual physical objects in the mail. Yeah. Do you want to describe cool.
1: that? Yeah, she um, she made custom posters for us uh, with the podcast art that I've been uh, painstakingly crafting for this podcast that I do. Uh, no, but it, she, she made these posters for us uh, with the podcast art on a like custom-made awesome, and she also sent us uh, Supernatural Trading Cards uh, that we're going to, once you have yours in your hand, because I have all of the objects in my possession currently, um, <laughs> once you have yours, we'll have to we'll do a group opening and uh, look at what we got inside those
0: hundred percent yeah i'm very excited to see what supernatural trading cards are my uh my other big passion in life is the x-men and i like i have a binder full of hundreds of x-men trading cards so i'm going to be very yeah we're gonna we're gonna be putting those right along like i have the sleeves the plastic sleeves and everything so this is going to be we're going to treat those cards right chris is what i'm talking about we definitely are so yes thank you very much wrench witch we really really appreciate it that was super nice um it does fan- feel very cool. <laughs> oh yeah, and other listeners, step your fucking game up. Where are you at? That's right. <laughs> iTunes reviews are not good to cutting it anymore. You're gonna have to step it up a little bit. We need physical objects in the mail. Well, wait, and- wait, wait, wait.
1: Well, we could we could start with iTunes reviews
0: though. <laughs> I mean, sh- I mean, sure. Like if you're on the way to the mailbox, like as you're driving, pull up iTunes on your phone. Don't worry, it's okay. You have permission as long as you're leaving iTunes reviews. Okay. <laughs> it's not safe. Don't do that. <laughs> right. I guess I'll agree. <laughs> Chris, obviously not comfortable with the way this is going. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, thank you, Joanna. That was super, super nice. I can't wait till uh, yeah. Chris finally gets off his lazy ass and sends me my card so that I can look yeah, at keep, all of them. Keep dreaming. <laughs> yeah, you're just gonna keep them all. Is that what's gonna happen? <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> it's gonna have them all,
1: all the same poster hung up <laughs> on, the, on my wall.
0: Um, we'll get. Let's get into the next episode. Okay, season two, episode
1: fifteen, Tall Tales. Um, original air date was two fifteen two thousand and seven. Something supernatural is offing do batters at a university. <laughs> <laughs> Sam and Dean check into it. <laughs> check into it. Mysteriously start bickering like an old married couple and call Bobby for help.
0: Once again, like I'm an old
1: married th- hunk. Is what once once, once to again, I'm too, too
0: slow for the change. I just, I just, I get distracted by the. What is a do batter? <laughs> That doesn't it's a do batter. It's not a word. That's a do-batter. That's, a not a, that's not a word. It's a do better. Look, I'm gonna we're gonna Google do batter right now. And I don't look, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna cite anything from something called thedwictionary.com. That's not gonna happen. Oh, there was a um there was an episode of Gunsmoke called The Do Batter from nineteen sixty two. Yeah, Jeremy, of course there was. Of course there was. You totally knew that, didn't you? Yeah, what are you saying?
1: Of course I knew that
0: oh man this is yeah you can get down to a train wreck anyway so um this is a great episode right
1: yeah we start off with the great road so far more like pranks so far am i right yeah i was i wrote that down
0: did you write that down are you serious (laughs) (laughs) can i get a picture of that in the chat i want to see that actually written down i wrote i can't take a picture of it because
1: it's on my phone
0: Screen- Chris, are you are you not familiar with the screenshot functions on most Shut- modern phones? <laughs> no. <laughs> do you do you have a flip phone? <laughs> I might. All um, right. Okay. Yeah, I was really impressed that they were able to get all of these pranks into one. Fo- like, because it's just from that one show, right? Um. Yes. It was just from the one episode where they did all the pranks on each other. So, like, pretty they much, just, they just tied all of that in and and did the thing
1: but it's a very entertaining uh road so far and i think it really sets up like what we're going to get into except the cold open is super creepy
0: yeah it's it's bizarre that they they went this route because again your your cold open is super fun super happy kind of you know slapsticky boys being boys. Oh, these brothers love each other and hate each other at the same time. And then immediately goes into like super creepy, um, academic professor guy, like creeping on this chick that, and she's like, obviously trying to set him up. Like she's, you know, she's exposing some flesh outside of his office basically. Um, and he tells her to come up to the office and is like, no, no, we should totally make out. Like, even though this isn't my normal office hours, yeah, cause he's kind of a celebrity around campus. Oh, he's such a douchebag. I love it. Like I, the more we watch the show, the more I realize that Supernatural just writes the best douchebags. Like, it's yeah. the people that you just genuinely love to hate. Between this guy and uh, Webhead from the episode with the, mm-hmm. with the mind control dudes, like, that guy getting punched in the face felt really satisfying. This dude, uh, when the girl, like, when she turns into a dead girl and, like, throws him out the window, that's fucking great. Like, that's yeah. super good.
1: But she's, it, this is either the start of a porn or a really creepy horror
0: movie
1: sure. um well it's, it's way cw that-
0: so they filmed it two ways but it's, like, <laughs> yeah. it's just like all the old poor movies where they'd, they'd cut it out to make a softcore version and a hardcore <laughs> yeah. version
1: <laughs> yeah the, you know the lead up to his office where she's like flirting with him so over the top are you like you know something's wrong here and this just lecherous idiot like fallen for it because he thinks he's so great
0: um did you think and she was doesn't even push a, him out the window does she oh no she doesn't does she like she the, she makes him jump out of the window himself himself somehow yeah did you think this was going to be a lady in white situation?
1: I thought it was going to be something along those lines. A this, like this guy has been doing this thing for a while now. And now there's some sort of eventual spirit after mm-hmm. him, something along those lines, um, because she comes in dressed in all white. Of course, she looks like she's in like a night slip. It doesn't even look like she's wearing like an outside dress. Um, wait, you know, that's what I call them in- inside dress and outside dress. Um, sure. <laughs>
0: i have my inside shirt, and my outside shirt. Um, you learned that at fashion school, right? Yeah, <laughs> at the, at the handsome to boy it. modeling school. That's where you picked that one up. Correct, Jeremy. <laughs>
1: uh, so she's she's you know flexing on him, I guess, or being all being all lady ghost on him. Uh, they make out a little bit. Then her face suddenly turns into uh, a horrible makeup job, and she looks like a zombie or something. The guy freaks out, stumbles back, falls out the window, and that's how he dies. Um, well, decent, yeah, it definitely, Decent effects
0: here. Like I like this chick's face, even though it's pretty generic looking at it now. Like oh, it's, yeah, for it's, sure. it looks really cool. Like I'm, I'm, I'm into it
1: and they set up um, or what they seem to be setting up is not what at all, what we get throughout this episode, which I guess we'll get to, but I do like that. It starts to immediately play off of the urban legend stuff again, mm-hmm. but on a smaller scale rather than bloody Mary and urban legend that everybody knows it's like, Oh, did you hear, you know, that uh, classroom is haunted um, when I was in college there was one of the dorm rooms everybody thought was haunted. It was just like, seems like a thing that happens at every college campus. There's always just the local urban legends that everybody has, you know, Oh yeah. It's 60 years ago. So-and-so jumped out of the window and they say her spirit still haunts it. Like that's exactly what we get here. Yep. Um, and so you think it's going to be just that. <laughs> the episode just keeps kind of subverting what you think it's going to be about. And it's uh it's pretty fun
0: in a, in a really fun way. Yeah. The, our next scene is we get, uh, we, we go back to Sam and not go back, but we, f- we see Sam and Dean the first time. And like, there is some tension in this room. Um, Sam is really upset because his laptop has disappeared. Dean's refusing to, to like say, oh, I didn't do anything with it. Dean is mm-hmm. also eating what looks like just the most disgusting French fries that I've ever seen, like in Sam's bed, which is pretty, yeah. <laughs> pretty grody. Like Dean, what are you doing? Um, like,
1: do you mind not eating that on my bed like, no i don't mind
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: just be like the shittiest older brother
0: <laughs> yeah dude like she tells him he's like hey can you turn that down i'm trying to read over here and he's like just leans over and like cranks it all the way up which is fucking great like that's just such a yeah. shitty brother thing to do man it's so good
1: and is that when the uh they hear a knock at the door
0: it's a knock at the door and it's our old friend bobby
1: bobby singer it's like the first time that they've called on him to like come out and help them i don't know where they are i don't remember the location of this episode but he obviously had to drive out there just
0: because they were fucking bickering so much (laughs) we gotta call we gotta call fake dad in we gotta call new dad
1: (laughs) but this is this is a trend it's not just going to bobby's house which is of course something that we've seen several times already and we'll we'll continue to see spoilers um but this is the first time that they've called on Bobby to a hunt or to the situation just because whatever reason they can't seem to figure shit out on their own.
0: Yeah. Cause this is, this is getting a little too much for him. Um, and then we go into a really fun and they did something like this with um, our uh, unusual suspects episode from just a couple of uh, weeks ago. But um, <clears throat> now we get into like the boys telling a story and, what they do this time that's a little different from the unusual suspects is one of them starts telling the story and we start out very much from Sam's perspective. He's studiously reading in a bar. Like he like fucking always does. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, he walks over to Dean and Dean is slamming back purple nurples, which is mm-hmm. like great. And he's like flirting with this, obviously made out to be like ditzy blonde college chick. Um, and like introduces Sam as major Tom, <laughs> which is yeah. just really weird. And okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, introduces him to Starla, who is the Ditsy blonde, who immediately has to hold back throwing up. And she's like, I'm just trying to came- contain my liquor. <laughs> <laughs> and at this point, we, uh, like, Dean breaks in, and we go immediately back to the shitty hotel room. And Dean's like, this is not how it went at all. Let me let me take over the story. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and man, this moment of Dean, like, talking to this extreme, like, all of a sudden the chick changes. She's in a, f- in a very nice black dress. She's obviously, like, very made up and very... um. I don't want to say fancy. I don't know what the word I'm looking for is. but very- She
1: kind of is made to seem like fancy, like he's like a James Bond hero. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. like and he, damsel and he's, or
0: something. And he's being so super smooth with her. Of like, I mean, And still also drinking purple Nurples together. I yeah,
1: <laughs> because that part was true. But they, this time it's not true. just him. They're just <laughs> cheersing. Yeah. Dean still, or- regardless of who's telling the story, Dean still ordered purple Nurples.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Dean, yes, it's a purple Nurple thing, man. I like them. Let me love them. Um, but uh, so I'm- he's
1: talking to her and it's her, she says to him, it's like staring into the sun when she's looking at him, like this girl who's just totally enwrapped by Dean Winchester. And it's just, oh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm actually like genuinely cracking up at just remembering it. Oh,
0: I mean, was, I mean, like, oh, you were so handsome. I mean, she's just laying it on thick. And uh, meanwhile... Sam, who has have who has had a uh, stick shoved entirely too far up his <laughs> ass, comes in and and just like literally starts like trying to interrupt them and starts saying blah 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 yeah. blah blah blah. <laughs>
1: like I took down some of the dialogue because he goes, Dean, what do you think you're doing? This is a very serious investigation. We don't have time for any of your blah, blah 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 blah. <laughs> It's <laughs> just Dean it, tuning them out. And then it obviously has to cut back <laughs> to Sam and Dean sitting in the hotel room telling Bobby this story, who's just like, what the fuck is going on? What are you two talking about? But I think it's like definitely one of the clearest representations of like where the brothers are at. Not in the grand, I might have to kill you, Sammy type thing. Just in the like, yeah, they have to fucking be together all the time and they annoy the shit out of each other. Oh, um, yeah. And it's so fun to see them play off of their like opinions of each other in this like retelling story yeah Um,
0: this is this is this gets really fun like they they do this for like the next like 10 or 15 minutes and it's just it's one of my favorite segments and it's in this three episodes that we're dealing with because it's just man when supernatural cuts loose a little bit and it's actually kind of fun and spooky like it's just so good like it's so it's always so much fun Um, but
1: what actually brought them to town Was a case obviously what we got in the the cold open, but they brought to town because it's so similar to an urban legend. So when they were in the bar, um, or at least at some point, Sam was interviewing some of the college students about the death and about uh what or about the urban legend. I think Mm -hmm. it's it's around this this part at some point. All I know is that he's asking them questions and this girl tells him, um, yeah, she fell out of room six six nine. Get it. And yeah. Sam's face he just goes, ah, yeah. hmm
0: Yeah. If <laughs> turn the, turn, night if turn the night upside down. Turn the night <laughs> upside down. Like, Jesus Christ. Uh, but um
1: yeah, and, they're investigating an urban legend, essentially.
0: Exactly. Um the boys pick up their, their story, and this time they've uh, gotten into the professor's office via the janitor. Yeah, And, um, like, immediately Dean starts, like, stuffing his face full of candy. And, like, you hear, like, it just the over, like, Dean says, it wasn't that much. <laughs> like, <laughs> but in the actual he flashback, can't even really he's, deny it. He's, he's just, like, he's got, like, a chipmunk cheeks fu- just stuffed full of, like, yeah. some anonymous candy. I couldn't figure out what he was eating, but that's just fucking hilarious. I think this
1: is where he starts to earn his nickname of uh, Squirrel squirrel yeah probably so a popular name in the fandom i guess
0: i guess so um the the janitor kind of fills them in on how like much of a shitbag bag this professor dude was. Yeah. Like even And though wow, he was, what
1: a cool janitor he is.
0: Yeah, he's such a cool, like laid back janitor. Uh but <laughs> like this dude, the professor guy was like a professor professor of ethics and morals and uh has been like bringing back co eds to bang in his office pretty much all the time. Yeah. The janitor goes out of his way to say that he got more ass than a toilet seat, which is like something <laughs> yes. a line that I heard when I was growing up that I was like, Oh yeah, I know that. I know dudes yeah. that used to say that all the time. It definitely <laughs> yeah. wasn't true. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! They uh they go back to their hotel room to kind of try to figure more stuff out, and Sam finds his laptop frozen on a uh, bustyAsianbeauties.com, which I accidentally yeah. noted in my notes as BusyAsianBeauties dot com. Oh. Oh. Which busy Asian beauties <laughs> I think that it's, uh, it's a I very mean, weird, fetish. it's a different, it's a different website, is what it is. It's just a different website you just um, you just
1: watch people with uh, a lot of things on their plate
0: yeah and of course dean denies all of this stuff right <laughs> like he's just like oh that definitely wasn't me i didn't do anything yeah and um they they continue like somehow or another bobby interrupts him Is like can you continue with the story please like tell me what's going on he's like well this is where it gets really weird and and listeners out there if There's not often that I would encourage you to actually go watch something. Uh, I will find a link. In fact, let's do it right now, live on the air. Um, I will find a link to this scene that we're about to describe. And if you haven't seen it, do yourself a favor and at least click on this. It'll be in the show notes. I promise. It's definitely Um, one of
1: the, it's the best scene of the episode. One of the best scenes of season two, for sure. Uh, And the boys have caught wind that uh, a kid on campus, a kid that they, one of the kids that they had uh, recently interviewed, Um, he was abducted by aliens uh, or something to that effect. They hear that something happened to him. Uh, So the boys have to uh, head down to the bar and interview this kid while he's just taken down shot after shot just in a a whirlpool of misery expressing to Sam and Dean, you guys aren't going to believe me. Um, I'm going to sound crazy, but this happened. Uh, And he essentially just lays out that he, he blacked out and he woke up on a spaceship where they kept probing him again and again and again. He really... Hammers he, home the fact that they keep probing him.
0: Yeah, they probed me again and again and again. Um, and he says, "But that's not that wasn't the worst part." And you know, Dean and Sam share a look at this, which I would too. Like I would literally be looking around, like, "What?" That sounds like the worst part. Um, yeah. But no, that was they mentioned. They made him do other things, and there is this scene of him with a stereotypical like X Files half height gray alien with black eyes, just lovingly embracing this dude as they slow dance to uh, what is the song? <laughs> I don't even remember what the song is now but um
1: lady in red i don't know if that's was it lady called, in red but... i think
0: so yeah it was definitely lady in red which is man oh it's so good like you see the little alien fingers wrap around his waist and kind of <laughs> squeeze him oh it's
1: so good <laughs> it's, they're just awkwardly slow dancing and the guy's just looking around like oh, okay <laughs> <laughs> it's a fantastic scene
0: it really it really is this is where they go and interview the guy's roommate to see if he was you know telling the truth or not um, And this is the kid, um, I don't know if you know this, but he was a, he was a big, not a big star, but he was a, uh, one of the stars in Eureka um, and and has been in Warehouse 13 since then. um, Because, and I like this dude a lot. Like this dude's a good actor, Neil Grayson. Um, Is this the
1: one where uh, Sam is being over sympathizing Sam?
0: Yeah. So this is the frat boy's roommate and Sam's like, this must be really hard on you. And and the guy's like, uh, not, not really. Like I'm good. And Sam's (laughs) like, this must be so hard on you. You brave little soldier.
1: I acknowledge your pain.
0: <laughs> and just like just wraps him, him up in a big bear hug and like Sam's face is all wrinkled with emotion and like, oh my God. Kind of a preview to the third episode we're going to be covering today, oh, which is God. full of Sam tears. So yeah. Yeah. Be on look out for that.
1: I kind uh, of wish this episode came after that episode, but it doesn't. So,
0: But it doesn't, unfortunately, because this one, this would be the episode to end on if we were trying to like, you know, actually – format the show for funnies mm-hmm. yeah this would be the one to end on because it's so goddamn funny and
1: and once again it's uh dean expressing the way he feels about sam through this story he just sees his brother as this like big mopey bleeding heart uh well, and he
0: kind of he's kind of right i mean he's, he's, not, he's that- not far off to be yeah. honest with you like especially as we see like he's literally going to be sleeping with some of the victims that they're helping out here like that's yeah. ugh, oh jesus Anyway, we'll get there, unfortunately. Yeah. We go back to the hotel room. Now Sam can't find his laptop at all. And he tells uh, that, like, Sam, he's just sick of Dean and like, Dean not cleaning up and leaving gross food in the fridge and his socks. <laughs> like, okay. I, yeah. Typical brother know. stuff. So we finally get to the third victim, who yes. is this um, this guy that runs tests on animals who Dean calls a dick. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's, we see him coming out of a... Uh, some sort of weird lab ish building in Vancouver. That's probably like an AT&T building or something.
1: Yeah. Um, it just is a huge sign that this is animal testing. I assume that's what they're going for with this.
0: Yeah, sure. I so interviewed we a guy, kill puppies. I interviewed a guy for another podcast and he said he lived in Vancouver and um, he was – I don't remember what he was saying. He was complaining that a certain show is not going to be filmed there anymore because he kept running into one of the guys in the show. And I was – I, I never got a chance, but I was like, have you ever met Sam and Dean? <laughs> <laughs> not even going to call them by their real names. Say, yeah. Have you met Sam and Dean? What about Bobby? Yeah. Is Bobby around? <laughs> is Bobby still there? Is he a good guy? Is he a good person? Does he tip well? <laughs>
1: <laughs> anyway. You guys ever
0: hung out? You guys like to drink together? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, do you ever have his phone number? Jim? Hey, do you have his phone number? Yeah, I can text him. I mean, I'll just text him. I'll, it won't be. It won't be weird. <laughs> yeah, I won't, I won't tell him where I got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't worry. Secret safe with me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this dude sees like a shiny coin in like underneath a sewer grate, and um, Chris, I don't. Can you think of a dollar denomination that you would see in a sewer grate that would make you stick your hand in and pick it up? Is it a hundred dollars? Like, if you saw a hundred dollar bill like on some used gum in a sewer grate, would you be like, I got to get that?
1: I don't think so. I just don't think I'm. Physically able to perform that that action. And I think I would just understand that you know, I and mean, move on with my life.
0: A thousand dollar bill? Like, let's raise the a stakes? A thousand
1: dollar bill? Uh, mm-hmm. I'm getting closer for sure. If uh, I was like, I, no, no, you know what? I think if I saw, not to be one of those guys, but I think if I saw a thousand dollar bill, I'd be like,
0: that's fake. That's not real. I, I <laughs> <laughs> this isn't happening. <laughs> that's too good to be true. <laughs> I don't think that there's anything more than it. Th- I don't, actually, I don't think that there's a thousand dollar bill, right? No, no, <laughs> I don't yeah. know. It I'm stops very at four. I just looked and it stops at one hundred dollars. So. I
1: assumed it stopped at ten.
0: Wow, <laughs> uh, I'm not that poor, okay, um, so yeah, he sees like a coin, and I don't know, man, like i just I just would never do this, but he reaches in and then like gets um does he he gets like pulled into the thing like he gets his arm shoot off and uh the next scene is in the morgue with the boys like you know going in to inspect the body or in this case Mm -hmm. like what's left of it like it's literally fit in like a clear tupperware bowl yeah there's not a lot left and uh sam finds something that i've never heard before which is a belly scale
1: yeah he's (laughs) clearly able to identify by just eyesight that it is a alligator's belly scale why is sam winchester able to identify what an a, a alligator's belly scale looks like i want to know if somebody out there knows why sam winchester could do that because i've, I've stretched my imagination on a lot with the show he's got maybe he's got some psychic demon powers i don't know why is he able to figure this out somebody please at local bones on twitter i need to know because what the fuck are they teaching you in law school
0: what what are you learning in this ivy league schools like how do you identify a belly scale from that far away but he knows it immediately he's like this he is an alligator
1: watches a lot of national geographic i guess
0: I like how this is, a, this is a great division of labor, too, where Sam says, you go investigate the sewer, I'm going to go research the alligator. Because, like, wow, which <laughs> one of those is the, the better library. job? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Dean comes out of the sewer. He doesn't find anything, uh, unfortunately. But what he does find is the Impala with all four tires busted out. And he is pissed.
1: Yeah, this is very uncool. Very uncool move to anyone who might have done this.
0: What's um? What is John Travolta's line in Pulp Fiction? Like, it would be worth them. It would be worth them doing it if I could have caught them doing it. Like, you never fuck with a man's car. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think that
1: applies pretty well to this.
0: Yeah, absolutely, uh, Dean is pissed and goes after Sam. And, is, and number one says, like, you don't let all the air out of the tires. You could bend the rim. Yeah. <laughs> I love that he's like, I, not that I have to go replace the tires. Not that I yeah. have to go. I can do all that work, but just don't fuck up the iron, man. Yeah.
1: He's, I feel like it is it is still Dean being like, he's being the older brother, being like, I get that you're trying to fucking
0: prank with me, but you don't realize the damage you can really be doing. <laughs> yeah. That was my only computer. I have to get a new graphics card now, damn. <laughs> that was a 1080 GTX. God. What the fuck, Dean? I hope a 1080 is something. I have no idea about actual computers anymore.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I still call my computer a computer. So I feel like that.
0: You don't call it a rig? You don't got a rig? I don't call it a rig. You don't or have like a battle station? A, it's just uh,
1: the computer.
0: <laughs> the computer.
1: Yeah, I, I have to use the computer.
0: So at, at this point, we catch up to the present, and Bobby is like looking at them like they're fucking idiots and has recognized mm-hmm immediately that it's a trickster. Yeah. It's like this is a trickster. Like he's playing you guys against each other. He knows you're getting close to him and like you guys are letting it happen. And they they look at each other. I think even Dean says like, "Oh, I, I thought it was a trickster." <laughs> and yeah. Sam's like, "No, you
1: didn't." <laughs> yeah. And they also seem to be able to figure out pretty quickly who is the one person who has been on site for all of these events and they make the logical leap that the janitor, the very cool janitor uh that they met at the first uh the first death, I guess, even though I don't know if he was necessarily around for the other two, maybe he was. I don't really remember he was definitely around for the first one though
0: yeah he was he was there for the first one. We see him um like kind of walking out right as the the professor has been thrown out the window or jumped out the window in this case mm-hmm. um as soon as they mention trickster, they go to uh the trickster himself in like this kind of weird shabby apartment and he's just wearing like a shitty bathrobe and like it's some boxer shorts and a t-shirt. Like it looks really low rent, but then he walks over to the kitchen. And he's got like this chocolate, you know, shrimp fountain thing. I don't even know how the fuck you call it. And well, he's like, huh, that. something's missing. And then he snaps and like, you know, two dames appear. I don't, I don't know how else to call them besides dames. <laughs> that's what they yeah. look like. Um, uh, this is really weird. Like, this is a really, like, why are you killing these people? Like, if you could just make your life this great, yeah, like, what what are you know. doing?
1: I don't know. And we don't even have to feel weird about it because they're not real people. Yeah, <laughs> they're illusions.
0: <yeah>. They're totally <laughs> illusions in the text. You don't even have to feel weird about being, you know, misogynistic towards them. Finally. <laughs> finally, get a finally got some this. women that we're not being shitty to in Supernatural. Finally. <laughs>
1: I know they still have more agency than half the real characters.
0: It, 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 they actually, you know, I, I, cause throughout, throughout this whole thing, like, cause there's a, let's, let's get to it, but we'll come yeah. back to it. But there's a moment later where I was like, yeah, you get them girls. <laughs> <laughs> um, Oh, I forgot to also mention that the Trickster has a really cool dog in the background, which is always good. Oh, does really? he? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, good
1: dog. So the boys head back to that first building where the first death occurred, and yep. they act like they're still acting for whatever the security company, electrical company. They're having somebody show somebody around, I guess. They
0: they actually get the janitor and like, Oh yeah, we think we can find something else. We're looking for something else. And then, uh, Sam like makes it, he's like, Oh, I got to go take a phone call. And then sneaks down to the locker room where he finds the janitor's locker filled with weekly world news, which (laughs) listeners might remember as the newspaper they pretended to work for back in season one. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Or maybe that was season two. I don't know. It's it's already turning into a blur and nobody cares. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm so glad we're not one of those podcasts that has to be hundred percent on the facts all the time, like that would be so depressing to me, Chris would yeah, be, that's that would be very cool sad. uh but he finds weekly world news and it's filled with stories about you know ladies getting revenge and people being eaten by alligators in the sewers
1: and people <laughs> slow dancing with aliens,
0: people slow dancing with aliens and getting probed again and again and again uh so.
1: He takes that as just confirmation enough. Yeah, <laughs> that's managed- the
0: trickster. <laughs> and I think they kind of argue back and forth about it a little bit. And Sam's like, "No, we need to do more research." And Dean kind of leaves in a huff. Is like, "Screw it! I'm just going to go search for him." Uh, yeah, search. They have this big blowout fight in front of the building, and this yeah. is sort of mm-hmm.
1: as the viewer. This is basically what we've just been seeing the entire time. You know, yeah, they've th- been thinking. We think it's and that come to
0: time. a head, right? Mm-hmm. Which is exactly. which is really really good. Um, the uh teen <laughs> walks into a theater hall i guess would be the description here you yeah think? sure okay Why not um and then sees a a bed spread up what nope that's not how that works a bed set up um like it's, it's like your typical heart-shaped we have mm-hmm. our two dames from earlier that are all like just like being Ooh, two Dean. girls in a bed yeah yeah and like the camera angles here like hey yo <laughs> It's just boobs. <laughs> it's just boobs and booty, man. Like yeah. Bradford May, the director. Like, dude, you, you can't do this on your own time. You lingered <laughs> hard on that, and I. But I guess I mean, this is supposed to be Dean's like porn fantasy. I, I. I mean, I guess so. Like, it's it's such it's just a very stereotypical thing. But like, just the camera angles and everything here. Like, I, I guess it's like sexy pinup material. Like, it's nothing like it's the CW in two thousand seven. Mm-hmm. It's not anywhere near what they're doing nowadays. But like, it's <laughs> it's. Still kind of like cheesecakey for the tone of the show so far. Um, they
1: wanted to, uh, well, I feel like I'm not, I'm not defending it, but I feel like that is totally like if Dean Winchester were a man, like in real life, like that would be his, like favorite thing oh yeah like Like, the blonde and brunette
0: fantasy or whatever yeah yeah no
1: subtlety whatsoever like that he just wants like with the on the surface thing like that's that's what he
0: likes dean has those like weird small time fantasies too because he would totally imagine that there was like a vibrating bed there but he would never figure out that it could just be done done like without putting money in it so he'd have to be looking (laughs) for quarters in his fantasy all the time right like he just couldn't get it all the way there (laughs) he's a weird guy
1: yeah i think we we could establish that he's not a whole new level of freak like sam but no not
0: at all no He's just a kind of a like a your stereotypical heteronormative guy. Yeah. Like he's just he's a, a,
1: a blue collar perv.
0: Yeah. He's just a blue collar perv. Yeah, <laughs> his his idea of pornography is busty Asian ladies and like uh, the calendars you see in a mechanics shop, right? Yeah. He's like, <laughs> "Whoa, <it>. hey there." <laughs> All right.
1: So, but he he goes, he goes down there. The, the women are tempting him, the illusionary, uh, illusory women are tempting him. Um but Dean, as much as he's like, holy shit, this kind of rules, he's also like, okay, I can't, I can't play along with this. Um, and that's where the trickster shows up as the janitor, finally just revealing himself to the boys, um, essentially telling Dean, like, this is a peace offering. Mm-hmm. We don't need to go toe-to-toe right now. Uh, I know what you're, you're here for, but listen, I'm killing bad guys. You know, I'm killing or I'm hurting shitty people can't why like why do you why do you have to be involved in all this like this is i'm giving this to you and you leave me alone and i'll move on to the next town uh and he's certainly the the most reasonable enemy the boys have faced
0: so far yeah he he almost looks jovial in this whole thing like he's like yeah "Yeah, man like this is this is a no-brainer for you like you get sex with like these two women and i get to leave and go kill or do whatever the fuck i want to like this is Mm -hmm. great and uh Dean makes a point of expressing like, you know, man, I just have to say, I, I like your style. <laughs> like, and they yeah. bond on the slow dancing alien. That he's like, I thought yeah. that one in particular was great. Um, but yeah, eventually says like, no, 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 I can't. I, I, this is what I do. Yeah. Um, but then they realize, or the trickster realizes, as both Sam and Bobby come in with, um, they don't ever explain these stakes. By the way, They're, yeah. Um, and, uh, I don't know if there was, we, we kind of skipped over the trickster stuff. Was there anything in dad's journal about, about tricksters that we needed to talk about?
1: You know, I'm not going to pull up the wiki for this, but okay. we'll get to it at some point because spoilers, we'll, we will see tricksters further on in the series and yeah. I will elaborate that and I promise to you, listener, but there's a special type of uh steak. I think it's dipped in a certain type of thing sure, and it's yeah. used in a certain type of way. <laughs> if you want to insert the real information.
0: <laughs> yes. I will definitely <laughs> cut in the information here.
1: <laughs> um, to kill the trickster you have to plunge it yeah. through their heart and that's really
0: the trickster summons this weird chainsaw maniac which i think we also saw on the weekly world news report and then uh mm-hmm. both of the women that uh like you know dean's fantasies just start beating the shit out of him <laughs> like yes. throwing them like every time dean like tries to get his feet they just pick him up and throw him across the theater hall like it was so funny and hilarious <laughs> yeah. one of them gets a board i think and just starts whacking him on the back yeah. with the board it's just like a wwe like, supernatural <laughs> <Yeah>. style <laughs> yeah this would be like so much better if it was actual ronda rousey or one of those chicks yeah. from like the, yeah. the women wrestling people yeah okay it's um,
1: ufc jeremy
0: oh it's, yeah i it's guess mixed so. martial arts all right I, I literally know nothing about any of that stuff <laughs> i just like does your twitter turn into wrestling twitter every once in a while like you're like oh yeah, there's sometimes. a wrestling event and then like you're like yeah. what the fuck is all this how are my friends all into this yeah
1: yeah where are my hunks guys what, where what are, are my I hunks
0: here? yeah Jesus. i don't
1: see a single hunk in my timeline i'm scrolling for
0: minutes <laughs> uh there's so yeah, they're fighting right this scene. They're like, they're and fighting. yeah and there's nothing particularly notable but dean gets his hand on another stake because uh one of his had gotten broken at some point and yeah and sam, to sam
1: tosses one to him he yeah. catches it plunges it right into the trickster's heart and it's their kind of like brotherly like one two move mm-hmm. he looks at sam sam's already basically thrown in his direction they have that silent communication that they're they're so good at and it just gets underplayed in these action sequences but i think it's important in this one because they've been fighting the whole time but when you know push comes to shove when the, chips are, shove. Yeah, when the yeah. chips are down they still get their shit together for a nice one two combo move to take down the, the trickster
0: and uh, he kind of fades away as does all of the illusory ladies and beds mm-hmm. and chainsaw massacre guys and um, they run out and you know Bobby is rightfully like first off Sam and Dean like start having a conversation over the hood of the car <laughs> immediately outside the theater like don't do that and Bobby like chides and like what the fuck are you doing like let's get in the car and there's, dead, there's a dead body it? in there Just leave. <laughs> Um, and they they peel off into the sunset, but uh, we get one more you know scene at the very end where we see the trickster walking up to his dead body, and the dead body fades away, and he's just standing there with kind of a smile on his face, like, ha-ha, yeah. gotcha. gotcha. So obviously, yet, yet again, another time where the Winchesters were totally ineffective in their jobs. They saved no one. And nope. they hunted nothing. nothing. Yep.
1: They were just there. They just argued and yeah. I guess worked through their differences, which is fun. They literally um,
0: just had family business. That's all. But they, <laughs>
1: yeah, they just had the family business,
0: <laughs> but a out of, a out of three or uh, one out of three ain't good. Just want to say that's not good. That's not
1: a good thing. Bobby was there though. So that helps. Um, but they, the tricksters are described in such a way that they're almost too powerful. So the fact that this twist happens, it makes sense within the fiction. Like, if that didn't happen you'd be like well why why didn't why did the trickster let that happen why did he Mm -hmm. let himself get killed in the situation because that doesn't make sense so it's almost like a confirmation like yeah of course he's still alive at least that's how i took it um and he's such a likable guy that you know they have to bring him
0: back yeah richard spites is a fun actor um richard spites jr i think um he's a fun actor and he's you know i was glad even on watching this the first time number one i liked the guy and i was like okay i've would like to see more of this? Like, I like the show mm-hmm. getting wacky and funny, but like all of the weird ways he's going to kill people. Like, I want to see more and more of that. Like, I could easily take the Trickster too. So, yeah, definitely. Yeah, this was this was a overall a really really good episode. We don't get much um like meta plot stuff. Like, we don't do deal with any demons yeah, or anything like any. this. Like, this is a really good monster of the week. Except for the fact that again they didn't actually kill the monster of the week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um.
1: Oh, oh. Also, Sam's hair. Oh yeah. good.
0: Really good? good. Okay. It was. Good. It was.
1: He had some pretty good moments with it. I'll say that. It was was better than average. (laughs) Want to read this one for us?
0: Sure. Uh, Season 2, episode 16, Roadkill. Original air date, March 15th, 2007. Sam Dean and a near victim race the Earth's rotation to make wish a ghost who kills on the anniversary of his death. Fuck you. Yeah.
1: For, fuck you. <laughs> they race, race the, the earth's, earth's rotation. rotation. Somebody didn't want to say it's a race against time, because that was too plain out. Yeah. So that's right. <laughs> <laughs> they race the earth's rotation. What's okay. another
0: hey hey Bob, what's another word for time? Uh, oh, okay. Earth's rotation, that's good. I didn't see that in the Thesaurus, thanks.
1: Fuck yeah, Bob, thanks.
0: <laughs> Man, Bob, you're so good at this. <laughs> What's another word for little girl monkey puss. Are you sure
1: <laughs> you say so, Bob, you're the man.
0: Yeah. I'll trust you to do this one time. <laughs> um, so immediately uh, in the cold open, we immediately see number six from Battlestar Galactica. Uh, I don't know if you were. Oh via- shit!
1: Yeah, that is her. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there's a Cylon. That was the first thing that me and Autumn said as we were watching these yeah. the other night. Of like, oh shit, there's a Cylon. Watch out! Yeah, I already knew sees. that.
1: I knew that when I watched this previously, but I forgot this time around because I'm just used to her seeing her with blonde hair.
0: Yeah, and, and like super bright red dresses or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, this is an episode where I, I don't know that we need to go through it step by step so no. much, but I I really enjoyed the the pacing of this and mm-hmm. the kind of slow build of the episode. It's a really. It's mostly told from the perspective of, um, I don't remember her name, which is going to be not useful. I wrote her name down. Molly. But Molly, I don't, yeah. Molly, yes so it's mostly told from not necessarily Molly's perspective like it's not a like a point of view character but, but it's, she's basically our main character in the episode yeah and um, it's it's just really interesting and it's kind of it, you can really tell that Supernatural is starting to uh, like exercise its writing chops a little bit like between mm-hmm. the last episode where we did the funny bits going back in time or the flashbacks rather and then this episode where we get um, this is another twist episode like we get a good twist at the end of this um, but it's you know we kind of see Sam and Dean aren't the main people we see them from the sideline almost like molly having to deal with these people whereas we know everything about them but they're purporting to be something totally different yeah Um,
1: i i enjoy that sometimes especially after a long stretch of very serious supernatural episodes mm -hmm. uh and in the grand scheme of things like having watched the whole series i enjoy the the episodes where you see sam and dean from somebody else's perspective because you get to see them as partly you get to see them as like the crazy people who say they hunt ghosts and then usually by the end of the episode you get to see them as very heroic because it's through somebody else's eyes that they are able to accomplish these things rather than Sam and Dean go back to the motel after and have some angst to deal with because they don't see themselves as heroes and all these different things. So every once in a while, it's nice just as a viewer to be reminded that like, if you were in trouble and these dudes came to save you, you would see them heroically, you know, the way Mm -hmm. that they appear to other people. Um, So that's cool. We get that effect a little bit in this. But um
0: and a lot of people seem to go through the same arc when that happens and Molly does too of like almost mm-hmm. kind of immediately not trusting them because something's a little bit amiss and then eventually coming to understand like oh yeah these people are the only reason I'm alive like they're the reason that I I'm here um it, it's it's just really really good the 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 I, I like this episode too because our our quote-unquote monster of the week is is something different like it's it's just a ghost
1: mm-hmm.
0: um but it's a ghost uh Like doing something, do we want to say the twist now, like just to get it out of our system so we can talk about it? Do you think everybody might as well? I mean, everybody that's listening to this has watched the show, right? Like, or else they're not going to. So,
1: well, we would eventually spoil it anyway. So if (laughs) you you haven't watched the episode for some reason, if you, you know, watch the first one of this group and and haven't watched this yet, I would recommend um, stopping the podcast and going and watching the episode. If if you don't care either way, then keep listening because here we go.
0: So the setup here is um, Molly and her husband run off the road um, after seeing somebody that's seeing something weird in the middle of the road. Um, her husband disappears. Molly wakes up and is trying to find him. When uh, when he runs, she runs into Sam and Dean, who are on the hunt for a ghost that appears in this section of the woods once every year on the anniversary of his death. Mm-hmm. Eventually, after a lot of back and forth and a lot of stuff that happening, um, they you eventually find out that. Uh, the dad, dad, nope. The husband isn't the one that died. It was actually Molly. So mm-hmm. Sam and Dean just literally like hang out with the ghost for forty-five minutes. Yeah. The way that they do this, and again, I think it goes down to the pacing because it's a pretty slow buildup throughout the episode. Mm -hmm. When they get to the end and Molly accuses Sam of saying, um, I think she says, you've known all along my husband is dead and you haven't told me. This is the secret you've been keeping. Um, He says, no, no, your husband's alive. And when they take her to see him, it's kind of a heartbreaking thing. Like it's kind of emotional. And again, Trisha Heffer is a great actress. Hopefully her name is Heffer. That doesn't sound right, but I'm just going to (laughs) commit. Trisha is a great actress. (laughs) Yes. I've never said her name out loud before. I just realized that.
1: We pretty Uh, much never remember anybody's name other than uh, and Jensen, so please don't hate us, everybody. I'm
0: just assuming Bobby Singer's name is actually Bobby Singer, right? Like, that's the way that works. Yeah,
1: it's uh, Jim Beaver, actually. I used to follow him on Twitter. I still follow him on Twitter, in fact.
0: (laughs) Um, I don't follow any Supernatural people on Twitter anymore. (laughs) When
1: I look at my... who i first originally like joined twitter to follow it's it's just all supernatural people
0: apparently i got onto twitter when i got into supernatural nice good job (laughs) work um but yeah his you know the husband has moved on and it's actually been 15 years since the accident and she's been replaying this night over and over again and this there is an another actual ghost and it's because they 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 hit this dude and killed him and uh the wife buried him you know on their property, and so now he's haunting that spot and every year he comes and gets her and tortures the shit out of this ghost, which yeah man, like the idea of one ghost torturing another one is so freaky and weird and scary to me. Like I just mm-hmm. I don't know why, but it really freaks me out.
1: It's this really weird purgatory. Um but it also seems like it could be the basis of a really great urban legend, which mm-hmm. I keep going back to is one of the it seems like one of the, the founding tenets of what Supernatural was supposed to be. Uh two brothers exploring america's urban legends and this isn't based off of any specific urban legend of course but it feels like one you know every year uh, on this one night uh, this ghost appears and this thing happens on this one road and you know if you drive out there you know, don't drive out there at night something bad's gonna happen people tell these, each other these stories especially kids they share these stories but in the world of supernatural it's like sam and dean hear that and they think we gotta go check that out
0: and this is—I mean—the way there's some there's some moments in here that I, I really really enjoy. Um, for as much shit as I've given Sam this season for being kind of over emotional and a little bit too uh, what is the word we keep using for Sam? Like not intense, but we kind of use another word for him. He's overwrought. Overwrought's a good one. Uh, angsty. Like, I don't know. Angsty is the word I was going for. Uh, but is. He actually sells this because throughout this episode, as they are delving into learning about this man and who he was, they found out he has a wife. They find some of the love letters that he's written to her. Um, Like she starts getting kind of emotional. She's like, wow, how is how can someone that's how could this monster write something so beautiful? And Sam has to, you know, Sam is explaining well like, you know, these don't, people don't all start out this way. They're not all mm-hmm. bad. Like, they just get confused and they get trapped and they can't do anything except repeat themselves over and over again. Yeah, it's a, it's a really good explanation. It's really well written, and uh, Sam delivers it extremely well. Yeah, I think Sam has
1: played pretty well in this episode.
0: Yeah, you can tell that he's genuinely sympathetic for her, whereas um, in another great bit of acting, Dean is very cold to her throughout the episode, very mm-hmm. weirdly cold to her. Like, if you don't know that she's a ghost from the start, you're like, man, Dean's kind of being a dick to this chick. Yeah. This is not his usual MO.
1: Yeah, when it comes to monster girls, Dean has no interest. But when it comes to uh, women, generally, Dean's all over it. That's just kind of how the guy he is. Um whether he's being sleazy or not, he's going to save a woman in trouble, but here, yeah, he's super standoffish. And obviously he, he's sort of, um, diverting to, to Sam on this. He's just mm-hmm. like, okay, you take the lead on this one, buddy. Cause this is what you want to do, I guess. Well, he definitely um,
0: put Sam on ghost detail while he starts to figure out like what the fuck is going on with the rest mm-hmm. of the stuff. Um, it's a
1: fun, like little mystery. All of it doesn't necessarily make a ton of coherent sense, but I mean, it's, it's pretty good.
0: I dig um, it. I mean, there's, there's some, there's some cool moments like, uh, the, the the time when they're like literally looking at the photo album or whatever and they're just sitting there being emotional with one another sam and molly and dean comes over mm-hmm. and is like you guys realize there's a secret door right there right that's probably some shit we need to explore <laughs> it just like walks yeah. over and then it kicks it open <laughs> do <Good> on you <laughs> dean yeah <laughs> try doing your fucking job right sam
1: reminds me of tessa in season or episode one of the season mm-hmm. uh where um her and Dean are both running around as ghosts as she's subtly hinting to Dean, like maybe you should consider passing on sort of subtly putting these things into his head. Sam is almost doing that to Molly a little bit um, with a little of the, like he, he doesn't overdo it too much because obviously they don't want to reveal the twist too soon. Um, But certain things that get repeated, like uh, some spirits only see what they want to see. He uses that to describe uh, Jonah, who's the other ghost. But really, he's it applies to both of them. And he's saying to her, you know, you only see what you want to see. You're only seeing this one night on repeat. And, and just to go back a little bit before their uh, the accident that led to these ghosts 15 years ago, um, Molly and her husband, it's their anniversary. They're, you know, playfully bickering with each other. And the radio turns on and House of the Rising Sun starts playing. And this version of this song specifically works so well in this episode, it is so creepy coming out of the old radio, uh, and it plays throughout it. Every time there's something with the ghost that's about to happen. Um, but, yeah, this song is playing, and they go off the road, and they crash, and yada, yada, yada. Um, oh, and but and yeah. that
0: specifically, the last thing she says to him is, like, you're a jerk or whatever, because they're mm-hmm. they're, argue- they're bickering about um, asking for directions or something. Yes, yes, and, yes, um, yes, And so, like, she's she's holding on to this because it's literally the last thing that she said to him, and she, she wants to be able to make up for that. She's like, oh, shit, like, I, I love this man more than anything, and I called him a dickhead, and then we crashed, and now, you know, I can't find him. I, I don't want that to be yeah. the last thing he said, so – obviously that started this loop that she's in. It didn't help that there was also another ghost on site. So they tortured her every yeah. every year. Like that doesn't help. It yeah. was really bad ghost luck, right? She just has bad not ghost super, luck. Yeah. Um, but I, I, there is, there is like a stereotypical torture scene, which I found very, very creepy. Mm-hmm. Uh, the it's ghost at one point yeah. breaks through the window, grabs Molly, chains her up and then starts like slicing her open with his like weird ghost fingernails, which I'm not into at all. Like that seems very unhygienic and I'm not, not into that.
1: Yeah, um a ghost punches through a window to kidnap another ghost.
0: Sure. And I just yeah, I feel like natural. that
1: it's a little bit over the top.
0: <laughs> <laughs> a little bit, do you think?
1: He could have he probably could have just done it through the wall, but you know, they're manifesting on this night. I get it.
0: Um, I do like that the second ghost Jonah has basically like force push powers because when Sam busts or when Dean busts in and like hits him with the rock salt and he rematerializes after that, he just starts like picking up Dean and throwing him around all the time, which, Hey, I, I, I love to see the Winchester boys being tossed around like a a shitty house into bookshelves. (laughs) It just never gets old. It hasn't gotten old in 13 seasons. I still like to see it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm still there for the bookshelves. Um,
1: they, um, so they're exploring this old house and I actually love the setting of this. And I love imagining the setting of it because we only get their select shots. The entire episode takes place at night. Of course, we're, we're racing against the earth's rotation as the the listener surely knows from that great description. Um, they, I, it's just this little farmhouse kind of in the middle of the woods and there's another house further back. Am I mistaken with that? Or is it just the one house?
0: No, there's, there's two houses because they, yes. they go through the stuff and they find, um, what, what obviously was their second house, like the one that they built together. Mm-hmm but they find pictures of them in front of another house Mm -hmm. and that's when they go find the other house. There's what they're doing is trying to find the dead body of this ghost. And so they can salt and burn the bones, but it takes them like, 35 minutes of screen time to do it there's a lot but i don't of hate screen it time. i don't hate i don't either it. again paced fantastically like i wasn't mm-hmm. bored throughout it like i i don't know that i could watch it again immediately but having had so much time between this time and the last time that i watched it like i was yeah. really into it it felt like uh it just felt like a really good episode of horror television like i wasn't Definitely. i w- was really into it
1: um, i feel like this would almost want to this would be an episode you'd want to show somebody who's never seen supernatural um I, maybe we should have a running list of episodes to introduce somebody with. Obviously, starting from the beginning is always a good idea because you get the story. But mm-hmm. those first few episodes are so clumsy and they're a little bit hard to get into. Uh, and this is a very solid sort of mission statement for a lot of what the show is, minus some of the drama. You don't and you don't need to have any knowledge of the drama go to be able to watch this and enjoy the twists and enjoy what they do. Uh, and you still get the action and the horror uh, and, you,
0: and you still get the trunk full of weapons which i think is integral to the winchester which like it, it, freaks her the hell out <laughs> yeah there's a moment where they start just loading up and she's like uh i gotta go
1: <laughs> which is pretty normal she's like oh shit okay i shouldn't have stopped to these hunks i need to keep going
0: <laughs> why um, did i trust these hunks this is the third yeah. time the hunks have busted me and they're like um, okay
1: listen lady but anyway just the imagining this you know a lonely highway road it's not abandoned but it's you know, seemingly not traveled very much, especially at night, but just there being this farmhouse in the woods, just off of the main highway, you know, it's not off of a side road. They basically are just parked on the side of the highway and then they go off into the woods. And, you know, that's, this is the way that I'm picturing it just this lonely little cabin out in the middle of somewhere where this couple used to live. And, you know, back then whenever they lived there 15 years ago, it may have been this bright um, tranquil place, but now 15 years gone, both the husband and the wife are dead and it's just this remote place in the middle of the creepy old woods. And like the boys walking off the highway into the woods, going through these trails and and finding this, this beaten down house with all these memories of this, these lives that aren't there anymore. It's just, it paints a really creepy, really cool picture for uh, them to explore. I guess.
0: I like this too, because it shows a level of organization that we haven't seen with the boys yet like yeah. they they've obviously I think they mentioned during the episode that they were getting this from dad's journal who did like most of the work on this um mm-hmm. but it's it's showing like they were looking at the calendar and like okay it's October 15th is coming up so now we've got to be in Virginia because there's only one time a year that this ghost shows up so we Yeah. <laughs> and um and there's a moment in the episode where uh molly is asking sam questions and and dean says like hey we, we got to hurry this up like i've got we've got like eight hours till daylight and or you know this is going to happen again next year and i don't know where i'm going to be next year like we got to hurry this shit up uh yeah i just the idea of like a calendar right <laughs> <Of> like, <laughs> jonah and molly you know october 15th for yeah TV. i made so a note
1: right? of like how long did the boys have to prepare for this because it's obviously not something that they heard about two weeks ago I, exactly I mean, it's yeah. in dad's journal unless they were flipping through it and they say hey this date's coming up should we go check this out it could totally see that happening mm-hmm. uh, but it's something they're aware of the situation uh and there's a point later on after the big reveal happens um where they replay the first scene where she jumped out in front of the impala and stops them saying she needs help mm-hmm. uh they seem to already be fully aware of everything but they're still super surprised and sam has this, just this great line of just dean i don't think she knows she's dead or i don't think she knows she's a ghost <laughs> whatever it is and then they look at each other and he's like you know kind of a what are what are we gonna do thing and sam decides to roll down the window and play it straight and just act like she's a regular person um
0: which is good like i'm glad we got to see like a little bit before that when like when they're talking about these these two ghosts and then like because i think dean's intro to that is like well how are we gonna find like both of the and then she literally jumps in front of them and they're like oh shit this was easy yeah (laughs) (laughs) and also a little creepy because we don't know
1: (laughs) yeah um this, it's all just put together really well. I think yeah. I, I can't say that enough about the structure of this.
0: Eventually, uh, eventually we go to, um, they find the bones and there's, there's oh, yeah. a big first they scene.
1: find, they find the Jonah's wife has hung herself in the back house. I oh
0: yeah. There's yeah. And the second house in the secret room that I mentioned earlier, yes. uh, they walk in and Dean says, uh, it smells like old lady in here. And they cut to the old lady who has hung herself and it is now a desiccated corpse. Like, yeah. <laughs> And I think even says he's like, "Oh, well, that explains it." (laughs) Old ladies don't smell like corpses, Dean.
1: (laughs) But yeah, but uh, but Sam cuts her down because he's like, "We can't just leave her here, Uh, Dean." And I'm pretty sure they
0: bury her. They I do. Think. They 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 take. And I think that's where Dean says, like, okay, we got to hurry this up. Like, like, but yeah, they take the time to to dig a body. Why they didn't salt and burn her bones just to be careful? Like, I don't understand. Again, that Winchester is maybe not as good yeah. as, that their job at this point is, as as. I guess because they be. just
1: believe that she's already moved on. That sure, yeah. This I is still would have done it. You did yeah, it to still, your dad. And yeah, you're pretty so sure he's in hell. Still should have did it. Still should have done um, it.
0: Uh, yeah, uh, but they take Molly after revealing the truth to Molly, um, or after rather after she questions them about this and after the the monster is disposed of or the other ghost they take her to uh her husband's house where he is now remarried and living the good life and she's just kind of devastated she's like i i need to go talk to him and there's this mm-hmm. really emotional conversation between uh between sam and her where he's like are you are you sure because it's going to tear him apart like you might get you might feel a little bit better but it's going to destroy his life he's not going to know what to think which is yeah. Like a valid concern. I really like this this idea of a ghost who has been a ghost for 15 years and still retaining shreds of her humanity. Like that's yeah. that's really interesting and intriguing to me. So I'm I'm really into that.
1: Yeah, and especially where she's, you know, I need to tell him I love him and Sam's like you know you don't. He but, knows you love him. You of don't. course he knows. <laughs> like just that you calling him a jerk like he knows you loved him. Like that's not an issue. And that's where it, it does pull on the heartstrings a little bit. Um, and before we get to the uh, CGI sunset or sunrise at the end here, when they first discover Jonah's body or, or where it might be buried under the tree, mm-hmm. uh, when Sam just declares, it's an old country custom. Yeah. So idea- like, you're like a walking encyclopedia of weirdness. Yeah. Just, and Sam's response is just an exasperated. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I just
0: like—is it an I old country custom, like to plant a tree over a, like wherever you bury? Like, because like my family, like I like I was kind of raised in the rural South, and uh, like we have like family cemeteries and things like that, and like we just put up headstones like normal people, dog. <laughs> like, it's, there's no trees yeah. that I know about. Maybe the trees that I'm very familiar with have dead bodies under them, and they're they're fucking ghost trees, and I just don't know it because <laughs> yeah. I don't go there on you know January 15th or whenever the day that this aired. But
1: I have I have previously stated that. There's a lot of orchards in uh, Massachusetts, but there's also just a lot of regular cemeteries, and I don't think that the two are
0: related. Okay. I mean, yeah, I guess we don't know. I guess we're going to have to do some research and find I out. I guess
1: it's I guess it's just an old country custom.
0: If Hey, if you listeners out there know, <laughs> come on, serve the week.cool slash contact. <laughs> yeah,
1: put old country custom into the uh, file whatever, or the whatever that form letter. looks like. Yeah, subject line? Even,
0: yeah. yeah, I don't even know what that is, what that form Excellent. looks like. But yeah, so they convince her to, I guess, let go, um, and then she does, and we get this like really goofy, like they're staring into the distance um, yeah, of a I sunset know. CGI thing or a sunrise, and then she. Kinda- My girlfriend
1: pointed out that it's just a whole lot of extreme close-ups on their faces, where their faces take up the entire camera frame for. A few minutes at least, and then it moves back a little bit so you can see like their shoulders and their heads, and then it's the CGI thing. So part of me wondered if they just like filmed the whole thing on a green screen or something.
0: It definitely seems that way. Yeah, I, th- I don't think that any of this stuff existed when uh, they were actually filming. Yeah, There's some no. ridiculous green screening around her, especially like when she like walks towards the light a little bit and then goes all glowy and golden yeah. and then disappears. Um, again, though, like with the episode that we did, I think it was on episode 13, um, with the priest where he kind of, uh, he also was yeah, just, yeah. like the, the father of the church kind of gave him his last rites and he like moved on. I, I, I very much like that. The show is showing you different ways that these ghosts evolve and change yeah. and then also can be dealt with. Like she, the act of letting go. Like she has just enough humanity to, to be able to let her husband go so she can just move on. And uh, there's this really good line where Dean's like, kind of. I don't remember Dean's line, but he's he's like, you know, I don't don't even know where she's going. And Sam says, well, you know, hope is kind of the whole point, which I think is a really Mm -hmm. interesting way to describe faith. Like it's faith is believing despite the lack of evidence. And that's a very powerful thing. So hope that there's something else beyond this, you know, shitty cycle that she had gotten herself into for 15 years is something powerful. Like that's something that she could do, which is awesome. Like, I think that's really nice
1: yeah i i see this as as, is this is a guest star episode basically but i like this is in some ways a a sam episode because he does help her he's sort of the one helping her pass on um because as we're finding out especially in the next episode it is very important to sam winchester that quote-unquote monsters are able to be saved um and bad things don't have to happen to monsters and he doesn't want to just yeah okay he doesn't want to have to just salt and burn the bones or you know fuller uh, shooter full of you know rock salt or whatever i think it's very gratifying to his character to be able to assist a ghost in a different way to ha- to to hunt the thing and and effectively save the people because you don't have to like destroy something you're letting it pass on you're assisting it in passing on uh, and as you say it's a different way to handle
0: mm-hmm.
1: a familiar monster
0: and um I, I really feel like sam is 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 making that distinction in his mind. Like it's not um helping people killing things and the family business. It's yeah. you know, helping people. I don't even. Know. I'm getting all this wrong. It's saving people, <laughs> hunting things, not killing things. Like that—that's mm-hmm. the key distinction. And also to with Dean to a to a to a limited effect because he seems to feel the same way, but only for Sam. <laughs> like that's it. Yeah. Nobody. Anybody else, including humans, can just be murdered at any point. But that's <laughs> <Yeah>. Sammy.
1: <laughs> it's so weird that we've spent like a few episodes with Dean just like hell bent on taking lives and like the violence in him, and then just for like a couple episodes we can just ignore that part completely. Because sure, yeah, they it's just the, like- of the season. We're not it just takes a like back that. seat yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh any final thoughts on that episode
1: it's a solid episode if you haven't seen it and you were just you know you're just along for the ride with this podcast for some reason it's a de- it's a definite uh must watch, I would say. It doesn't contribute to the overall story really in any significant way.
0: Yeah, this um, one and the last one don't touch the meta plot at all, yeah. which is um, interesting because the this, the seasons of this show, we're going to continually do this where, you know, we're going to be front loaded and back loaded with like really, really important plot show episodes. But the middle of the seasons are typically like your monsters of the week. And mm-hmm. man, just like... They're just still killing it. Like I don't think, besides the racist truck episode, I don't think we've had like what I would consider a skippable episode yet. Like I would, I'd be, I tell everyone to go watch straight through. Like some mm-hmm. of these you could pretty easily miss. Like I would put this one on a list of like, man, I guess like if you were in your, if, if you were in a rush, like you have eight hours to live and you can only watch nine, like eight, seven <laughs> episodes of Supernatural. <laughs> don't do that, but you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, I, I feel like they're doing a really good job.
1: Definitely all right season two episode 17 heart uh this one was written by sarah gamble and i note that because she eventually goes on to be the showrunner um however successfully i'm not sure but she does become the showrunner at some point uh and it's directed by kim manners who's you know one of the best Excuse me, I was burping off, Mike. Uh, this, the original air date of this uh, was March 22nd, 2007. And our excellent description, a mauled body. <laughs> excuse me, a mauled body. <laughs> with the t- I don't know why that just seems so weird, mauled body. That's the name of our other punk band, mauled body. Uh, <laughs> liberal dicks and mauled body on tour this summer. <laughs>
0: It's just a, it's just a one, it's like a one-man band. It's yeah. just a guy with like four instruments doing the design. Yeah. And he
1: always hurts himself trying to play them all. Um, okay.
0: <laughs> Come see Mauled Body bleed on stage live in the Spanish moon. 9 p.m. Chick's getting free till 10.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. A Mauled Body with its heart missing. The Winchester brothers know that that means one thing: a werehunk, And tonight the moon is full. Can they save a <laughs> lovely girl from being the next gruesome fatality?
0: Nice. I like that's how we just completely it, spoil sense. that there's a there's a werewolf right there in the item description. Like that's yeah. the episode kind of like leads up the to the item that a description, bit. huh? The item. Did I actually say that? I'm such a that's dark soul. Exactly nerd. what she fucking Christ. said, you geek. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> it's, it's so good. It I would also that. like
1: to mention that last episode, Sam's hair. Meh. This this episode, pretty good hair. He's got about
0: have good hair. uh, what is his hair like when he um is doing it with a werewolf? Because <laughs> spoilers, Sam does it with a werewolf in this episode. I don't know.
1: I just couldn't look at anything other than his fucking mouth <laughs> and like his chin
0: rubbing against other chin. Ugh. Man, it's so bad. Okay, so we're not gonna. I don't think we need to go through this step by step. But I think we can. No. We can kind of get past a lot of this stuff. But uh, I do think we need to talk about like some of the the stuff that Sam is going through, how cold-hearted Dean is, and things like that. Like, mm-hmm. and and we have to. I, and I promised our listeners this: like, we need at least like a forty-five minute breakdown on this on this werewolf sex scene. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um. But the we established pretty quickly that there's a chick and she's kind of in trouble. Um yeah. her boss She's runs, at the
1: center of something going on.
0: Yeah. Her boss winds up dead, kind of shredded. After um, on hitting his, on his, her at a bar. After like really awkwardly, like, hey, it's midnight and I gotta get these papers in. You gotta come back to the office with me. Like, what are you doing, man? Like, don't yeah. do that. Very Especially creepy. in front of everybody. Like, don't do that in front of yeah. her, all of her friends at the bar. Um But they uh also creeping around her is her ex, who yeah. is kinda halfway stalking her. Yeah,
1: he kind of looks like me.
0: <laughs> he kind of looks like you. Wow, I didn't think I didn't think I wonder if there's a picture of him on the wiki. Let us listen I was just looking a little bit. At, I was watching this episode thinking, man, I need to cut
1: my hair because I look like fucking that guy. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, that's not a good look. Cause he's stalking it up. Yeah, he's, he's like s-
1: suspicion of being a werewolf stalker level. Is he Kurt?
0: Yes, he's yes, Kurt. He is yeah. Kurt. I wonder if I can link just this one image <laughs> into our show notes. So hopefully, the people. Will... Yeah, I, I want people to be able to see this. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, he's he's stalking his girlfriend. Uh, the the boss man dies and is like ripped up on the conference table sam and dean are there because there's been several reports of bodies missing their hearts which immediately means um you know werewolves and dude have you ever seen dean more excited for a hunt than when it when they say werewolves like he's he is so stoked <laughs> like, he's super excited man like he's just like so fucking excited like he's like oh, we know how to kill him i've already got the silver bullets look at him like he's holding him to sam like look at what I got. I kind of yep. love him, <laughs> and he's like,
1: "Man, we haven't done this since we were kids." And I, I imagine this is like a fond memory that Dean has with John. And I mean, they've discussed werewolf hunts before in previous episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the one where Dean and his dad go off into the woods, and Sam stayed in the car or whatever. They've they've mentioned it before, but it's just like it's clearly something that seems super cut and dry to Dean. Like that is like monster one hundred and one and we get to go kill it with a silver bullet like i get to be the movie hero that i always picture myself as when i fight a werewolf
0: do you think dean watches horror movies and is just shaking his head like i do when i'm watching people use a computer in a movie like like just (laughs) dude that's not that's not an actual thing like you don't that's not how you kill a werewolf. that's not what a vampire looks like (laughs)
1: yeah i think he he certainly establishes that he loves movies Throughout yeah, the series, yeah, so
0: mm-hmm. I think in the next uh in our next group of episodes, i think, don't they go to Hollywood? Like, I think we're going to get it immediately into some some Hollywood stuff. Oh, that's this. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think you're yeah. right. It's not the it's not the Paris Hilton season. That's no, I know, I know what <laughs> you mean. I know what you mean. <laughs> Spoilers, by the way. Paris Hilton does show up because it's the late 2000s, and she was mm-hmm. anyway
1: desperate um, for work. Also, I just want to say, Jeremy, I apologize if there's any weird noise. I'm uh, coming through my mic right now because there's a duck right the fuck outside my window. Like a- every few, like a duck, duck. <laughs> it's just going. <laughs> Meh. <laughs> Meh like every couple of seconds i don't know if it's coming through but i like had to turn around for a minute. i was like what the fuck is that i have a main road on one side of me and then just woods on the other side and ducks like to hang out in the woods i guess
0: ducks being known sexual predators do you have any um does he have any thoughts on dean or excuse me sam having sex with a werewolf in this episode is it that... it's probably fine with it because the ducks get pretty frisky back there i'm sure they do why do you that's think there's probably, so many ducks
1: it's probably what i'm hearing right
0: now <laughs> Thankfully, <laughs> we have an advanced audio software to filter out all of the duck sex
1: <laughs> from from.
0: from oh, then Spike. I'll describe it for you. nope nope nope. Cutting that out right now.
1: <clears throat>
0: all right, sorry.
1: <laughs> well, I just okay. So the boys go to the morgue to check out the body, and they find that it has no heart. They yeah. go to the morgue in fucking plain clothes, plain not clothes. Even, yep. Not even messing around.
0: Just not even, not even like putting in the effort. Like oh, where? Sam
1: asked the lady, "Is he missing his heart?" And She's like, yeah. How'd you know? And he's like, just fucking. Just, just a that was just a question. Just yeah. And she's it's like, all person. right, all right, you plainclothes freak. Time to go.
0: <laughs> what am I, some kind of freak? Yeah. Uh, am <laughs> I we were supposed to go or something? <laughs> they quickly interview this chick whose name is Maddie. She's not going to be confused from Molly from last episode at all. Uh, but no. Maddie tells them about her ex and about her boss hitting on her. They go to investigate the ex's uh, apartment uh but meanwhile he is kind of creeping up on her so they find like these weird claw marks leading outside and then they like realize that they have missed kurt uh but then we see somebody a some weird like from the perspective of a monster scene kill a cop like so this werewolf mm-hmm. like shreds up a cop which is kind of disappointing they uh
1: they <laughs> sorry i made a note <laughs> that just said uh they go to interview the girl at this point i didn't realize that her name was madeline uh or maddie uh so i just said they went to, they, they go to interview the girl who found the body glenn her creepy church neighbor is also there too
0: oh yeah we just, just we do need to talk very, about glenn yeah because like he's when they show up to maddie's house he's delivering a casserole because yeah. her boss died yep like that's Dude, not that's not a deep, thing that you do
1: point over here just like hi i'd like to give you uh he doesn't sound like that. That's a little mean. But, like, <laughs> Me-
0: I, I don't know that he speaks throughout the episode besides, like, a hey or whatever. But, like, mm-hmm. you don't drop a casserole off in this situation. This isn't a casserole time. Yeah. Like, this chick isn't also, hard like, up for I- stuff to eat. She's not, like, <laughs> mentally destroyed. Yeah.
1: I called her Madeline, but her name is Madison.
0: Madison. So, Maddie. Yeah. I think that's what they call her throughout the episode. Yeah. Uh, well, Sam, you know, he gets pretty chummy with her pretty quickly. Yeah. And so, at this point, they know the cop is dead. They, they're they thinking that it's Kurt. um, There's a scene where they have to decide who's going to stay with the hot chick, quoting the show there, and who's going to go search for the werewolf. And um, I, I like this because apparently Dean always picks scissors and the rock, scissors, and like the very they do it one time and like Sam wins and he's like oh poor Dean always choosing scissors and he's like no no but it's, it's funny because we don't get
1: we don't get that kind of reaction from Sam out of stuff like that but he just like you can tell that he I guess he already kind of likes this girl because he immediately is just like oh Dean always
0: with the scissors and then Dean's like all right we're doing this again <laughs> and he does the exact same thing again. This next scene is there's an extended scene of uh, like, I, I guess there are multiple scenes in a row, I should say of Dean and this woman interacting together that I do not understand. Like, I don't think that they really sell the sexual tension between them. Cause what it, what it feels oh, you like mean Sam, Sam in this girl. Yes. Yeah, excuse me, Sam. No. What it feels like is just Sam being like uncomfortable around women in general. Mm-hmm. There's nothing about this chick that says like that she's interested yeah. in them at all. There's one. Un- it, and also, this setup is very bizarre. I don't even remember what they said to her to convince her that Sam needs to stay in her house at all times. Is he supposed to be a cop or something? I <laughs> yeah. Know. What did, are they from the Wildlife and Fishery Department? Like, what are they telling? I don't her? know. I um, don't know. But they convince her that not only does he need to stay there for like a while, but there overnight, and. Like, what follows is just the most bizarre set of, like, she's, yeah. she's like, why don't you come sit on the couch next to me? He's like, no, I'm comfortable over here. So she gets up and, like, starts folding her underwear in front of him at the table and he's like no i'm gonna go sit over on the couch now i'm
1: i don't know what they're trying to portray here Uh, she discusses being kind of like a stronger independent woman maybe she enjoys the fact that sam is kind of super intimidated by her uh i don't know why i'm trying to apply logic to any of this uh but it's just supposed to be like a girl thinks sam is hot sam is weird
0: yeah, like, they almost play this like it's a uh, like it's an older like lady cougar situation a little mm-hmm. bit like where she's kind of like, you know, toying with them or teasing them or whatever, which I could see. But like the actress seems relatively like, I mean, they they all seem like they're in their like, you know, 28 year old face. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, know, I don't know what age they're supposed to be at this point. I, Jared
1: but... or I don't know if it's Jared, but Sam is supposed to be, I believe, 23 in this season.
0: Okay. So, yeah, he's definitely so he is. He's a young guy, <laughs> um, which I guess makes sense. I weighed, like, 120 pounds when I was 23. Like, it's it's (laughs) fucking ridiculous that he would be 23 in this scene. (laughs) He looks like a giant moose chasing someone down a ski slope. See the notes for last episode. Um, But, yeah, so there's this, like, extended, like, kind of – it doesn't even feel like a flirtation to me, Chris. Like, it just doesn't – like, she just kind of, like, folds her underwear in front of him and then is like, oh, I – I get to be the one to choose my shows like I never get to watch my shows and I'm like you live alone it seems like why don't yeah. you get to watch your shows? Yeah, what's
1: going on is here? Kurt
0: coming over with a casserole every fucking night and demanding to Must watch be. Battlestar Galactica what are you That's doing Glenn, okay Glenn I don't I can't keep up with the boyfriends well she's
1: know. clearly got a type because her, her ex-boyfriend Kurt looks like me you know with the long hair and then mm. Sam's got the long hair you know
0: Yes, Chris, I will say it. You look a little bit like Sam. Are you happy? You've been fishing for that compliment. You finally caught it.
1: I was – well, I was calling myself looking like the Stalker X, so (laughs) – but thank you very much, Jeremy. Thank you very much.
0: Oh, (laughs) man. there's, we, we get a little bit more uh, exposition where she feels like she got, she was changed when she got mugged last month. Um, and like her whole life is kind of changed for whatever reason, which it doesn't seem that that's true at all. But, you know, Sam, they have like this kind of emotional conversation, which of course Dean wrecks immediately by making a phone call and saying that, um, Dean, i don't know why this stuff works so well like dean at the strip club like yeah, yeah. don't worry i'm not gonna go anywhere like obviously before, looking before at,
1: that dean calls sam and he says like he's like what are you doing how's it going and sam's like it's fine that's when she's still folding her underwear and he, Dean just goes let me guess you're sitting on her couch like a stiff thinking of something to say yeah, and yeah. Sam's just like i'll call you back because that's exactly what he's doing oh man but then dean, yeah Dean knows then then they watch their soap well. opera they watch their soap opera together where Sam at some point just goes, What a bitch! to whatever they're watching. Oh,
0: yeah. They finish. It. It's like, are you, Do you mean that she's not going to? Like, he gets. It's obviously like, you know, I know that both of these boys came out of um, very soapy, you know, mm-hmm. pastimes. Not pastimes, but soapy past. So, you know, you know like. For some reason, my office was showing Young and the Restless when I came in, went to the office today. <laughs> I was like, "What the fuck are you guys doing?" This is so weird. All like all my warehouse guys outside are watching Young and the Restless now, and I'm like, "What the fuck is going on?"
1: I used to watch this uh, this Spanish telenovela because uh, they played it at at the library. There was like a little cafe in my library at my college. Uh, and just the, the spanish-speaking workers there just had their their telenovela on it was called marimar and it's like 70 episodes long and i watched like almost every episode of that thing because i was there every day from 11 to 12 i was there eating lunch every single day and they That's... were playing episode Monday through monday through friday one episode a day and then weirdly when that was finished they switched to supernatural
0: not, not a bad change not that bad happened change. to me with um passions did you ever see passions i know passions yeah yeah uh i was i worked at uh, sears repair center for a while and uh yeah the 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 black chicks in there just loved passions and so like so funny. we had a wall of tvs right that were on sale they would just turn to every single one of those motherfuckers on and like there were witches and like tiny people and this crazy stuff happening all the time I got a I got a little bit involved with it for a little while. Yeah, after
1: after a while I kind of started to figure out what was going on in Marimar, and I don't speak Spanish. <laughs> I mean, but you not... watch <laughs> enough of something and you just sort of start to figure it out.
0: The plots may be complicated, but they're not like hard to figure out.
1: <laughs> All I know that that it was basically a Romeo and Juliet story between Marimar and Sergio and they were they're I'm not going to get into it. That's another podcast. That's
0: another podcast. That's Marmar Let's of the continue. week. <laughs> so
1: so Dean calls from the strip club.
0: <laughs> yeah, Handing...
1: He's... Handing the stripper a one dollar bill like a fucking baller,
0: I guess. Yeah, sure, man. Like, I mean, you got to think of what kind of rundown uh, strip club these dudes like. This dude has not sure. worked for a few days, and like, it's got to be a pretty low, low rent place. But Dean seems to be having the time of his life. He's like, finally, this job lets me cut loose a little bit. Yeah. Um, there's a there's a scene where Dean kind of follows Kurt home. And then uh, realizes like something's going on and just like loads his gun in plain fucking sight of everybody. Like, just like does the like look left, look right, and then just looks down and just starts loading and reloading his gun. Like his giant, enormous silver, you know, inlaid, filigreed bullshit gun. <laughs> these guys, these boys. I don't just, know. Yeah. Uh, but that's where we find out our twist, Chris. It wasn't yeah. Kurt that was the werewolf, it was Maddie. And she kills
1: Kurt and attacks Dean and Dean's like, Oh fuck Sam, that's your girlfriend.
0: Mm-hmm. And of course to him, <laughs> Sam, this, this chick has been asleep all night and he's like, she's right here. And, uh, he goes in and like wakes her up. Cause, uh, Maddie as the werewolf knocks Dean out. So it's the next morning by the time Dean wakes up, uh, Dean wakes up, calls Sam, and Sam's like, she's right here, Dean. It's no big deal. And she he like opens up her bedroom door, and like she kind of wakes up, and she's like, oh, hey, Sam. Is something wrong? And she kind of looks up, and like, why am I naked? Yeah.
1: <laughs> like, that is a huge red flag That's right a there. big
0: red flag. Yeah. You, number one, you let a moose into your house. Number two, yeah. he has apparently all robbed your, you of your All clothing. your fine china is broken, <laughs> and your clothes are missing. What's going on? This is not a good day for Maddie. Um, no. This this next scene is even it's even weirder t- still, Chris. Like I don't I don't I don't. He ties her to a chair and is like mm-hmm. kind of vaguely being threatening to her. She's begging him for his life for her life, and he doesn't understand what's going on. And he's obviously very conflicted about this thing because I guess over the course of the laundry folding and the telenovela that he has <laughs> developed feelings for, and he's, he you likes know,
1: that she was able to take something uh, constructive out of the fact that she got mugged. <laughs> sure sam wants to take something positive out of the fact that he has demon blood in (laughs) him
0: it's the same thing it's it is it's totally it's totally it's it's not it's 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 a fucking mess i don't i don't like any of this business right now um they find out she was bitten during the mugging so like Mm -hmm. sam comes up with this scheme dean comes in and dean's like okay let's waste her like he's ready uh, but Sam comes up with a scheme of like, well, you know, there's that theory that dad had on werewolves that if you killed the wer- werewolf that made him. and Dean's rightfully, I think Dean's like, what the fuck are you talking about? We don't know who bit her. We don't know where the werewolf is. Could be in fucking Topeka, Kansas from now. We don't know.
1: <laughs> yeah, but they figure out the hunting grounds.
0: <laughs> yeah, I guess they do it. I, oh, man, this, all of this stuff with Maddie and Sam in the next like 20 minutes is just like this overwrought emotional worst Sam that I've ever seen. Yeah. Like I just, and it's, it's a lot. It's her
1: locked in a closet at a certain point. Him just keeps, he keeps explaining things to her. Yeah. Uh, they're trying to ride out the, well, that's even before. Cause then Dean has to go and, and go to the hunting ground and, and find out who's been doing this. And uh,
0: Dean has to work for it's... a living since so Sam's taking off to hang out with his werewolf girlfriend for a day and yeah. a half. <laughs>
1: And he's able to, you know, find this woman who's being attacked, uh, and of course, she's being attacked by none other than Glenn, the cool church neighbor who just hangs out and makes casseroles.
0: So your lesson here is never trust a guy that delivers a casserole like that. Yeah. What is yeah.
1: What is he doing? What he should be doing? ordering you pizza or something?
0: <laughs> Seriously, or bringing you like a twelve pack of beer? Like, just yeah. casserole is such a weird thing. For and it doesn't matter. I'm gonna get I'm gonna doesn't get off matter. the casserole thing. Um, but yeah, the moon comes out. Uh, what's her name? Changes. And she, d- d- Sam has to lock her up into her bedroom. The next morning, Dean manages to kill this uh, Glenn person Glenn. who was about to kill a uh, prostitute uh, who runs off. And Dean's like, hey, you know, you could have said thanks. Which is just yeah. like, Dean, you just shot somebody in cold blood. The yeah, chick he does not want to hang out, out right? with you. <laughs> yeah. But it's
1: actually an interesting moment for Dean because he, he totally blows Glenn away. But then Glenn kind of like comes back from being a werewolf. And he's like, what's going on? Like, mm-hmm. where am I? help me, help me. And Dean's like, oh shit, sorry, Glenn. And you see this moment of like, wow, okay. The werewolf and the human in this case are kind of separate in in a way. Mm -hmm. Um, Even though the werewolf, just like it does sort of in all fiction or any good fiction, it draws from, you know, base instincts. It's, it's a representation of the basest, um, most animalistic parts of human nature. Uh, And I think that that does apply in some small way to the horrible sex scene um, because it's, you know, base instincts coming forward. Uh, this, you know, I think that maybe that could, in some ways, I don't really want to justify this. I was joking about it on Twitter, justifying this, <laughs> that could be sort of the reasoning behind why they would want uh, to have her sort of be kind of going after Sam, like, because mm-hmm. she's got this like animal ferocity uh, in her. I don't know if is a word ferocity, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, They're kind of trying to play off of that. Like, if Sam was going to have sex with anybody, I guess it would be a werewolf lady because she's got this animal instinct in her, this animal urge. Uh, And I think I am drawing too much from this because it's just really a bad romance.
0: I just, I don't think, uh, it just doesn't feel like it's there. Like, it doesn't, like, up until this point, like, up until this point, um, they they just there's no like there's no kind of spark between them. I don't feel like any of their weird flirtation has ever worked like I don't feel like that there was anything kind of crackling between them that was interesting. So by the time Dean wastes this uh, other werewolf guy um, and they wait another night with her to make sure she doesn't turn. And mm-hmm. then Dean has to, like, exit himself gracefully from the room, which he doesn't yeah. at all. With uh, a little
1: little fist bump in the air.
0: Yeah, like, like, dude, don't try to be so goddamn obvious. So by the <laughs> time that they start, like, making out, I'm just, like, kind of, like, what? Why? Like, I, I...
1: Yeah, I literally, the only thing that I could now, thinking about, the only thing I could use to explain this is the fact that she's a werewolf and she has that in her like she's an aggressive person now because she is literally a werewolf um because otherwise this is even harder to make sense of i guess there's just been a lot of tension building and um well, there's supposed to be a lot of tension building and so they've just have an an explosive reaction to that
0: and i, I guess so and boy just
1: Really started tearing off the to
0: tearing off Sam's clothes. Do you think it was just time for Sam to have a sex scene? Because they did the I Dean sex scene not. in the first season. So, like, do you think that they that was like part of their contract or whatever before they moved off of? I don't know. Like, if you're if you're if you're these actors, are you saying to yourselves like I have to have a sex scene? Like, I need to take off my clothes. Like, you're probably not know. doing that.
1: Well, they've actually both talked about how anytime they've had like a shirtless scene, mm-hmm. how it becomes like a stressful thing because despite the fact that they're in good shape they're also just still regular people and it's like well now yeah i can't eat burgers for a month now because i have this scene coming up uh and it's it's like legitimately like a little stressful for them but you could just sam is
0: just all biceps flexing and just oh no dude and oh. he is he, don't forget the veins like if we're gonna there's get into so the sex scene, there's so many veins and yeah. we mentioned it at the top of the episode like dude the, the every single time the camera like gets real up close to their faces which looks awkward like they're having these weird lips touching but not actually kissing things and then like he just like changes position sometimes and i'm like oh god this is all looks bad it's horrible yeah. they didn't need, <sighs> they, they could have had a,
1: a few flashes of you know like them embracing and i think that that would have uh communicated enough um Part of me still thinks that, I mean, I, maybe there is a, a portion of the fan base like that we're neglecting that's just like, I want to see Sam bone down on somebody. You know, maybe a, a viewer who was attracted to him, um, not just by calling him a hunk, but who's legitimately like, yeah, like, we got to see Dean last season. I want to see this. And I know that we we never necessarily consider that perspective like earnestly, but it is possible that like this is what somebody wanted to see. This was sort of the fans were waiting for something like this to happen just because we don't see that. But it is—it's the changing positions, is just the, the the half mouth kissing like you're talking about, and the veins. It's all—it is a whole lot, and it goes on for a long time. It goes
0: on for a long time. I mean, nobody's nipples get sucked, like unless you notice. Yeah. You, you're you're our nipple sucking expert. So oh, I was on I was on Nipple Watch. You're on Nipple, Watch, nipple yeah. Watch. 2017. Yeah, no, no, um, no start. I, 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 It's just it's just bizarre. Like the whole thing just reads bizarre to me. And I, th- I think you're right. Like maybe the showrunners were like, okay, we have a CW show at that point, like. Super Supernatural, sexy things. I think this is during like when Twilight was getting real big, right? Mm-hmm. Like that had to be around the same time. Must have so, been. I don't know. Um, you know, sexy vampires, sexy werewolves. When you, know, I don't remember when True Blood started, but I'm sure like that was part of this whole thing too. And that was like basically this on steroids. Yeah. Uh, I, and I, so I get. I guess. I guess I, after all that, I guess I do understand it. Like they hired this dude because he was hunky and because he could act. So you know, you're gonna put the hunky guy in a position where he has to be a hunk every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I just man, like I can. Like I've, I've watched sex scenes before in shows, and like I've been appreciative of both the people involved and kind of like a level of eroticism, which just seems totally absent from
1: <laughs> Sam having sex with the werewolf. Yeah, it's uh, it's a, it's a lot. I think that's the
0: mission statement here. So I guess it's, it's a lot. I didn't think about it, but uh, it's it's a, it's a relatively unique sex scene in that they don't really focus on her at all, do they? Like they yeah. f- strictly focus on on Sam, which maybe that's know- – yeah.
1: What I'm going to say here, and this is again, this is kind of, this is going overboard with my uh, analyzing, but I mentioned before how saving a monster is really important to Sam. Fixing a monster, not just saving a monster from death, but but fixing what the problem is. Making the werewolf part of this lady go away, making the monster part of this lady go away, knowing that there is a cure, there is a way to fix it, is incredibly important to Sam, because he himself he sees himself as a monster. He is so hellbent on saving this woman in this episode he 's so desperate to find a way to save her in this episode because selfishly he wants there to be a way for him to fi- to save himself this is This is him projecting himself this is still Sam Winchester being selfish and being caught up in himself, where if I can save one monster, that means I can be saved too and I think that he genuinely of course wants to save this woman, but a part of that comes from his own. Uh, view of himself, of the fact that he's a monster. So if I can cure a werewolf, then what's to say that I can't cure myself of whatever it is that's in me, that's making me like this, that's causing so much concern to my brother and, and to my father before he died. And part of all that, when when he finally is able to, to save her, he thinks that he's saved her, that she's been saved, maybe just that overwhelming relief of, we did it. We fucking won. Let's go bone because that's just like we fucking did it yeah, yeah girl that, that
0: relief and that adrenaline just all tied up with like whatever weird sexual tension that the show wasn't able to sell to us earlier yeah. like and trying to okay i see what you're saying and then
1: um, so we can move on i suppose from that
0: yeah that, that i think we, i don't think we need to talk about it any further but the, uh sam wakes up finds it finds her missing and gone uh very quickly realize that hey like she's definitely didn't turn (laughs) like, or excuse me. She's definitely still a werewolf. Uh, so yeah, they capture her somehow. I don't really quite remember the string of events, but the most important thing is they get into a situation where they realize, um, Oh, it's the next day. They find her somewhere. She calls Sam and says, Oh, I, I don't, I don't know where I am. They go pick her up. And she's like, I probably killed someone last night. And, uh, she wants Sam to kill her. Like she goes and picks up Dean's gun and hands it to Sam. And is like, I'm not strong enough to do this myself. You have to do it for me. And Sam turns on the fucking waterworks. And yeah. holy shit, Chris.
1: It's a lot. I you know what? I think it looks so we gotta just say the Sam crying in this, it doesn't look good. And I think it's because they couldn't get Jared to cry. And I still I think that they gave fake tears that make his eyes look so much puffier and these just just crazy streams running down his face that make him look a little bit ridiculous.
0: I'm trying to find a good and I did. Excellent. Yeah, because there's you know when in um kind of like shitty books it's like tears are glistening down her face or whatever Mm -hmm. this Mm -hmm. is holy shit this is sam like he has his face is literally glistening literally glistening it's 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 not a good look it's so bad i mean this like the waterworks are pouring out of his eyes
1: and i guess she's just tossing
0: so you could take a look at that oh yeah
1: oh it looks like he has glitter on his face um and she is she's essentially throwing away her life without anything else and Part of me, I probably when I first watched this, like was thinking to her credit, she doesn't want to hurt anybody else. She wants to just have this be over. But at the same time, it's like she just last night thought that everything was fine. And now she's back to this. It's like this roller coaster of emotions. And I would think that she would want to fight and find a way to live and have them bring her somewhere where she could you know, not be a threat to people or something. And of course, they discuss all of that. Sam and Dean leave the room to go talk about it.
0: Yeah, but. because because she definitely shouldn't be involved in her own future at all. <laughs> no. Yeah, I know. So, but well, and, and Dean, like I think, because I think at this point Sam has the gun and he literally just walks out of the room. So Dean has to go like have this conversation with him, and uh, you can tell that Dean isn't going to say it, but he's right there to be like, okay, Sam, if you. You know, if you want me to kill her, I I definitely will. I've got no problem. Because again, Dean is just ready to fucking kill somebody. He just yeah. killed somebody last night. Now he's ready to do it right over again. Like I'm killing werewolves. And, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: and he's, I mean, he said, you know, I'm sorry, but this is, she's going to hurt somebody. This is what we do, you know? And he is sympathetic to Sam. And mm-hmm. I think that there's this cheesy, sad song playing, but I was at the very end of all this able to, to feel something. It like did pull on me. Um, the crying is over the top. The sort of taking away her agency in her own life. Um, I mean, even though she is the one who says I want to die, it's just it's like a plot point. It just feels kind of weird. Um, it's it's basically just be, to make it. it it's a, a decision that's just there, not for her, but for Sam. It's to make Sam sad, not to, to have anything about her dying because you don't even see her again hmm. uh, after they leave the room. And so that's that stuff is all weird. Regardless of that. There's the moment where Sam looks back at Dean and he's just weeping like a a lunatic. Um, But it is a little bit sad when they cut back to Dean and he's looking at his little brother and thinking, I couldn't protect him from this one. Like, this is one thing that I wasn't able to do it because Sam is saying, I got to be the one to shoot her. I have to do this. She asked me to do it, so I have to do it. And he goes and, and and does it. And before we hear the gunshot, we just see Dean's sad face. And all I could think about was the fact that he wasn't able to save Sam from what Sam now is now going to have to feel because Dean doesn't care. Dean will kill a werewolf any day of the week. He doesn't care how pretty she is. He'll, he'll do what he has to do, but he knows that this is going to eat Sam up. And he, and he knows that Sam's going to be hurt by this for a long time. And Dean being the protective older brother that he is, you can just see it on his face, you know, like he is sad that he couldn't stop this thing from this bad thing from happening to Sam. Effectively, she really doesn't come into the equation at all. We know that s- Dean doesn't give a shit about anybody else anyway. True. Um, but y- that that made me a little bit sad. Looking at Dean, looking at his little brother, being like, "God damn it, I couldn't help my little brother." Like, <laughs> this sucks.
0: I just, man, like this. You you said it best. A r- emotional roller coaster on this one, right? Like the the <laughs> the, the, the fucking twists and turns that this this relationship takes in the space of. It's like 48 hours, right? Like, this is a, yeah. a love affair for the ages, apparently, that you know <laughs> Sam has in, at the drop of a fucking dime. He goes from being like the goofy high school boy who doesn't know how to talk to girls to having to kill his girl- werewolf girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's such a giant arc. Like, how would you even tell anybody about that relationship? Like, I can can you imagine like 10 years from now and Sam is married and it, he's not spoilers, but like, <laughs> imagine he's like trying to have a conversation with his wife and she's like, Yeah, yeah, have you ever run into a werewolf? and he's like, actually you know i never told you about the time that
1: uh my ex-girlfriend because he's he's a type who would call this oh, his yeah. ex-girlfriend too, his ex-girlfriend and she'd be yeah. like
0: no 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 no, no. there was not your girlfriend you dated for you didn't even you didn't take her on a date you can't yeah. you she like you staked out like her that, apartment that girl yeah that
1: girl <laughs> just wanted to hook up and you took it to a whole new level. you made this whole emotional thing she wanted to hook up and she wanted to be put down
0: all right so uh I guess to end the episode because I have another question. I'm gonna I am to I wanna get into a little bit. But to end the episode, he kills her. She's dead, and then we're played out, and we don't really hear anything except uh, Queen strikes. Um, oh, what's what's the name of the song? Um, I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Silent lucidity. It's you guys will know it if you heard it. Um, it's a good tune. Yeah. So overall I think this episode, uh again, like kind of like the other two, it doesn't really tie into our meta plot except some of the theme stuff, with uh Sam very much desperately wanting to be accepted and wanting to have whatever he thinks he has. Like we we know that, you know, Papa Winchester thinks that, you know, he might have to be put down. He's told Dean that. Um, And Dean has, of course, told Sam, but we don't know what that is. Sam doesn't know what that is. But having seen those other psychic kids, like, and having seen them turn into murderers or worse, he's very, very concerned that, like, he can turn into that. So this is another one of Sam's, like, failed attempts to see something bad in the world and then save it, which has not Mm -hmm. worked out at all. Um, Yeah. And I... I think it's good. Again, I think it sets us up pretty well because we're we're nearing our our end time. Like we're we've only got like what five episodes left, maybe. I think um, so. Yeah, yeah. We've got five episodes left of the season, and we're 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 getting to the point where like things are going to get ramped up. We're going to get some answers. We're going to get some some new plot information. So to have these three, again, just monster of the week episodes, all to kind of run together like this right before we start ramping that stuff up, I think is really interesting. Definitely. And also, like this was uh, with the. trickster episode with tall tales. Like our, that's not our first comedic episode. Like we saw some of that back in season one with the, uh, ghost spacers Mm -hmm. and hell house. But this is the first one I think really leaned into the strengths of, of these guys of like being goofy with one another. So, I like this one. I like this set of episodes a lot. Yeah.
1: And you know, the more I look at these things and the more I see Sam um, having negative characteristics, I was going to say in a negative light, but I don't think that he's a bad character. I just think that he has a lot of negative characteristics as a character Mm -hmm. Uh, and negative. Again, not in a writing standpoint, but in like who he is, there are a lot of bad things about Sam Winchester that he's desperately fighting against. Not just the predisposed fate or whatever a predestined fate you know um not just that uh and so it kind of starts to make more sense with um with that in mind some certain paths and some certain events that happen later on um this is covering this this these episodes doing this podcast has allowed me to re-examine uh who i thought my favorite character was mm-hmm. and that's like it's it's doing some things and you know there's a lot i don't like about sam and a lot of i don't like about what he does in these episodes but in a way that makes me like him as a character more. He feels more fully fleshed out. He just doesn't seem as good as before.
0: Sure. I can understand that totally. I, uh... I like Supernatural, Chris. I like it a whole lot. I yeah, hope our, I hope our listeners can hang with us when we have, like, the whiplash moments of, you know, is it okay to have sex with the werewolf versus, <laughs> like, these really, like, detailed, introspective, like, yeah. what Sam's really feeling as a character and how this interacts <laughs> with the future. I'm glad our listeners can hang with us on those kind of change-ups. Oh, yeah. That's, that's fun. Um, I love talking about that stuff, so. <laughs> yeah. Supernatural's so good. We're going to be back next week with another three episodes, um, and then we're going to go right into our... Um, end of the season, which I'm super excited about. Yeah. That be trying fun. to very quickly pull up a list of the next three episodes. And I'm struggling. <laughs>
1: yeah, One is I like don't
0: know. <laughs> something about Babylon, maybe. Yeah. Okay. Hollywood, so it, Babylon, Hollywood, Babylon, Folsom city, Folsom prison blues. And, uh, what is, and what never should be. So these are three really, really great episodes. I'm very excited to watch all three of these. Oh um, yeah. So, if you want to watch along with the show, we have a schedule at monsteroftheweek.cool/schedule that you can go and look at. That'll show you air dates for each episode and which episodes of the show we're covering on the episode of the podcast. You can also find contact information for us, including iTunes links and other RSS feeds and all of that stuff. If you have a few minutes, um, iTunes reviews really really help us out. If you go and search supernatural on the show, we want to be like up there when people see it, so that people can listen to it and <laughs> send us. <laughs> send just bad emails because we got a little too into that last scene. <laughs> um, but yeah, go, go do that. If you have a few minutes, it, it really, really does help us out. So thank you if you have and if you
1: can do it. Yes, thank Chris, you very much. where can they find you on Twitter? You can find me at Local Bones on Twitter. Excellent.
0: I'm at JG Greer. We both have other stuff that's linked on the website. So if you like either one of us, you can go check all that stuff out. It's all quite good as well. We'll be back next week. Thank you people for listening and good night. Bye.
1: You would think that the werewolf girl would like want to call her parents or like something but she's just like Fuck me and then kill me, Sam.
0: Like, I mean, literally. Like it's it's like it's like um, <laughs> it's like Nikki and uh, Lady Maria. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she just wanted to, she just wants to be stepped on by Sam. <laughs>
0: It's a weird fetish, but I get but it's it. Like,
1: it's like it's when it's Nikki talking about Lady Maria. We're all like, "Hey, this is so fun, yeah. right?" But yeah. when it's like Rando Werewolf Girl and Sam Winchester, you're like, "I'm so uncomfortable."
0: Yeah, this does not work at all. I don't, I like, don't this. like it. I don't like it. Make it stop.
1: One of my friggin', the my right headphone always like clips in and out, and it doesn't like. Cause me to not be able to hear you or anything like that, but it's just that little like click <laughs> yeah. fucking drives me crazy. You
0: have the most ghetto fucking stuff.
1: seriously,
0: <laughs> man. I haven't look, been looking at these um, international titles for these episodes. Oh, they're good. What? They have different titles. Yeah. I'm going to copy and paste these right here. Oops. Oh not yeah. In, not into the days of future cast slack. That's not the place that needs to go. <laughs>
1: Werewolf. I'm just looking at werewolves.
0: I love the French one that's just Fres en ami. <laughs> Enemy <laughs> Brothers. That, that's <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's fantastic. <laughs> I feel like that should have been another good name for the podcast, Enemy Brothers. Enemy <laughs> Brothers. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I had the, when I played World of Warcraft, I had like a hit list of oh, characters yeah? of I was gonna go back and kill when I would level up.
0: <laughs> Did you? Are you doing some fucking Arya Stark shit and like, yeah, <laughs> chanting I them out loud like, before you go to sleep every night?
1: I had a uh, I had a level eighty or whatever it was character, uh, and I was just leveling up somebody else. And so every time somebody would come and gank me, I would just be like, all right, I'm going to remember that motherfucker. Not like, not like a low level. Like if somebody my own level comes and fucks me out, that was fine. But it was when I'd get like dogged by, you know, another level 80 character when I'm on my level 20. i was like, all right, motherfucker, I'm going to come for you. I'm going to come for you. <laughs> and I would always just be on the lookout for him. It was only one guy I ever found again. And I did kill him. I'm also recording. Uh, I should probably pull my notes up. As well,
0: <clears throat> nice. Good the, job. Uh, let's, Wonderful. Let's get that voice going. Yeah, you're sounding great. By the way, <clears throat> just sounded perfect. <clears throat> just so beautiful. <clears throat> you you seem to have oh, let yeah. a small dog into your bedroom, though. Can you can you can you get that dog out of there? You're a young guy, aren't you? Millennials into this streaming bullshit. Don't you want to watch people play video games instead? Of I was just
1: it? wondering this the other day. Am I a millennial? I think technically yes, but I was born. I'm sorry if this makes you feel old, but I was born in 1990.
0: Yes, we've established that. Yes, that makes me feel old. And no, you shouldn't bring it up on the podcast anymore. (laughs) Okay. (laughs)
1: I'm a puppet. You know, I'm a monkey. They say
0: dance and I dance. A a monkey puppet. That's what we're doing. A monkey puppet. So, we're going to start um,
1: Instagram.com slash monkey puppet. Uh,
0: what was the uh, oh shit? What was the thing? Don't call your daughter uh, uh, Monkey Puss? Is that what you're saying? Monkey Puss. Yeah. Instagram.com slash monkey
1: puss. Uh, like and subscribe. Uh, you can't subscribe on that, I don't think.
0: Uh, <laughs> How does Instagram work? <laughs> uh, just
1: assume you guys can like and subscribe.
0: Instagram.com slash monkey puss is already taken, by the way.
1: What the fuck? <laughs> Hey girl. Hey girl. <laughs> what you doing?
0: <laughs> you know I'm se- seance.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> just trying to do some some sexy voice chat. I don't know what people do on the internet, but that's I the thing either. that would certainly throw me for a loop. I'm like, hey well, girl, what you doing? just a seance.
0: <laughs> just a <little> seance. <laughs> what have the ever, fuck? <laughs> have you um? Did you ever listen to Love Line? You know that show. With Adam Carolla and Doctor Drew from like way, way back in the day, it's,
1: it sounds familiar. I must have been young when it was on though, because remember, you're so much older than me. Yeah, I
0: was over old. Um, it was in nineteen. It was like from 1988, so you weren't born yet. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they did a bit one time where um, uh, the, the concept of the show was like to call in about love advice. So they were always mm-hmm. getting into kind of weird subjects. But uh, phone sex operator calls in and she says, uh, "I get paid based on how long my clients stay on the phone, and I'm I'm making them come too fast." can you give me some <laughs> advice <laughs> just on them remote. And they go through like a whole routine, but finally Adam Krola says, well, um, you know, one of the sexy, one of the least sexy, this sexiest things that I can think about is the Holocaust. Have you tried talking about the Holocaust? <laughs> and she says, um, and she clearly has no idea actually what the Holocaust is or what oh, happened God. in it. And like, has no, no idea at all. And not making fun of her. Like she just obviously didn't know for whatever reason. Yeah. So, uh, they finally like they go through back and forth and they try to explain and uh so it's okay let's let's role play i'm going to be i'm going to call in and then you can kind of talk me through and we can we can kind of give you some tips so um they call and she's like hello and he's like hey baby what are you doing i'm just sitting here thinking about the holocaust <laughs> <laughs> And I don't know, I didn't listen to a lot of Love Line, but for some reason that has stuck with me through it for like ever, that that just, (laughs) hello, (laughs) I'm just sitting here thinking about that, like that real deep breath. Yeah, 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 (laughs) it's so, it's just so earnest. It's so good.
1: Because she's not trying to be funny. No, not (laughs) at all.
0: She's just saying it. And the panel just fucking dies, like just goes, like just goes crazy. Chris. Mm-hmm. Is it okay to fucking werewolf?
1: Is it okay to fuck? If you're Sam Winchester, it is. Mm-hmm. Maybe not in this situation, but if you're Sam Winchester, we're, it is. We're going,
0: we're going to assume like, that everybody's all in on the idea. Like, everybody yeah. wants to bone each it's other. Consensual. It's consensual. It's everything's consensual. consensual. You know, we're in a land where STDs don't exist. Um, we, sure. First, Dad's Journal has told us that werewolf cannot get pregnant. Mm-hmm. So Sam is is, it, is, is is there's no consequences except for the fact of living with the idea that he's going to have yeah, sex with the werewolf. werewolf.
1: Well when he fucked her, he thought that I should stop saying that so objectively. Um when when they had sex. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: that sounds way better. Yeah.
1: <laughs> she's not an object. She's
0: she's a werewolf. You sound like um, uh you sound like me and Cole trying to talk about Detta and Odetta in the Dark Tower. Well, you know, yeah. I mean she's kinda <laughs> racist, but she's also uh, uh. Yeah, It's
1: not easy. Sometimes these things aren't easy. Um when they uh, had sex with one another, uh, it wasn't just one performing an act on another. Was, it was consensual. It was let's,
0: let's just call it what it is. Lovemaking. When they, they, when when they, when they made, made love. <laughs> when they
1: made love. When they made tender love. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sam believed that she was human again. Okay. So in this situation, I'm going to say effectively it is okay. Mm-hmm. Because he thought no more werewolf. Even though they gave it like one day.
0: So I, I came to the same conclusion when I was asking sure, sure, myself sure. this last night. But I, I, here's here's where my my line of thought kind of derails. Why isn't it okay if he fucks a werewolf? <laughs> like, is it like what, what is what is the thing that? Because obviously he's you know he thought he she was human, so it was totally fine. Like he thought he she was just a, a normal person. But like, what was the what's the difference? <laughs> like, what does it matter if it's a werewolf? And I can't. Like, I can't think of anything, a reason to say, like, hey, besides, like, you, you like bestiality is bad, but, like, bestiality sure. implies abuse of an animal that doesn't know what you're doing to it. Like, and, sure. And also, it's, it's a just consenting kinda,
1: dog. Kind of gross. It's like if the dog, no, wants, no, to, if the
0: dog no. wants to suck a dick, <laughs> then you're fine. No, no, I don't think... You know what? Let's check out of this conversation before we get ourselves into trouble. Let's just say that it's fine. Everybody's okay with it because it happened on TV. Let's just, let's just yeah. get away from the dog that wants to suck my dick. <laughs>
1: Well, what I'm thinking is—is is it okay to again make love to um, a murderer? Because that's what she is.
0: Yeah, that, I guess that's she's yeah, a I guess, human I mean, murderer. Everybody <laughs> has their own moral code, right? All right, all right. Jesus,
1: <laughs> sorry for the things I said. I was just trying
0: to be funny. I'm sorry too. I didn't mean. I was just trying to get him into a situation where he was defending <laughs> something else. Oh, it's fun. It's a good time that we have here at Monster of the Week.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we sure do.